Super Scoreboard. The old firm through the decades. Some call it the greatest derby in the world. It is certainly the game that divides a country. When Celtic play Rangers, Scotland holds its breath. It's life or death to Celtic Rangers fans. Would you have signed for Celtic? No. Would you, Peter, have signed for Rangers? No chance. Absolutely not. Henrik was, um, you know, I call him a freak of nature. You know, 242 goals in 315 games. You know, that, that is just freakish. For me, it's the best Rangers team of all time that we were up against, and that's the biggest compliment I can pay those guys. When you walk in the doors, there's a special aura. When Graham left, David Murray actually just said, what do we need here? And we all said straight away, is that man there? Our challenge, when, when Graham came in, was to put Celtic off the, the top of the league. I don't care who we lose at me. See if you win a sign for us, you can't lose at me, Rangers. And I gave him the world. For us. The old firm is beyond anything I've experienced and ever seen and all that as well and you don't know how it is until you actually experience it yourself. Each family hands down the mantle supporting their particular team and that'll carry on forever. Super Scoreboard. The old firm through the decades. It's game day, and this is the home of Scottish football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good morning and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on a huge day of Scottish Premiership action. Celtic head to Motherwell after days of pressure and scrutiny with Neil Lennon making big changes to his team and it's from Benfica to Hamilton Ackies for Rangers as they look to continue their impressive form. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me this morning, Gordon DL, Mark Wilson and Hugh Keevans. Neil Lennon says his head is on the block today and very few Celtic supporters are rushing to disagree with him. What's good for Rangers is bad for Celtic and Versa. Stephen Gerrard's side Nine points clear at the top of the table And top of their Europa League group as well Celtic have won only one of their last six games In all competitions And today they're on the rebound From what was arguably The worst ever result at home In a European tie If they lose to Motherwell It'll be symbolic of the start of a crisis And the manager may become a casualty Celtic season has started to come apart Today will tell all of us Whether that is a temporary or a permanent state of affairs Let's get the team news from Fir Park Some big changes being made by Neil Lennon Here's Jim Duffy and Alison Conroy Good morning from Fir Park Yep, the big team news for Celtic Shane Duffy and Odson Edward Are the players who drop out of the starting 11 After that defeat to Sparta Prague In the Europa League on Thursday night They both find their place on the bench Christopher Iyer back in as he returns from injury With Albion Ayeti the man to start up top for Celtic at Fir Park Motherwell unchanged from that win at Livingston a week ago So the teams will be for Celtic First of all, Scott Bain in goal A back four of Jeremy Frimpong near Beaton, Christopher Iyer and Diego Laxalt in front of them Cal McGregor and Scott Brown with the three of Ryan Christie Tom Rogic Mohamed Ilianusi Albion Ayeti up top on the bench for Celtic at Fir Park today Barkas Taylor Duffy Griffiths Clamalla Turnbull Cham Edward and El Hamid for Motherwell Aaron Chapman continues in goal it's a back four of Stephen O'Donnell Mark O'Hara Declan Gallagher and Nathan McGinley then midfield three of Alan Campbell Barry Maguire and Liam Polworth up top Callum Lang Tony Watt and Devante Cole on the bench Archer, Grimshaw, Crawford, White, Hasty, Devine, Cornelius, Johnson and Long your referee for this one is Andrew Dallas Jim Duffy will start with that Celtic team 
Neil Lennon making big decisions. He says he wasn't prepared to drop Shane Duffy a couple of weeks ago. He's out today. Yeah, it was a big call, you know, and there's no doubt about it. And we know the player hasn't been playing well and, uh, you know, his confidence, even if, you know, you think that uh, he should be a big confident guy coming up from England and playing playing uh, in Scotland, but his confidence has got to be shot a little bit. So, and I think the manager's made a, a brave decision, but probably a correct decision, you know, to, to, to leave him out today. Uh, and obviously, Odin Edward just hasn't found... Uh, anywhere near the level of uh, forum that we know he's capable of. I mean, he's, as I said before, he's probably the, you know, I think he was voted the best player in Scotland last year. So, you know, but the, that standard has, has dropped dr dramatically this season for one reason or another. And again, another big call to leave him out. And uh, Ajeti gets a start. And when Ajeti's come on, you know, he's had a bit more of an impact. But from the start, he hasn't really, uh, you know, grabbed the game with the scruff of the net. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how he does. The rest of the players, there was a lot of calls, I think, from Celtic fans thinking that maybe Scott Brown uh, could be given uh, a little bit of a rest and, and perhaps maybe David Turnbull will be given, um, you know, a, a more more of a regular starting berth, but that's not the case. He's stuck with his captain. Uh, he knows he's on his side and we say, well, you need players sometimes that are in your camp. Scott Brown's definitely in Neil Lennon's camp. He knows what it's about and I think he'll be an, an important player for him today against this Motherwell side who have improved uh, significantly since a, a poor start of the season. Yeah, Motherwell back-to-back -back wins after those two postponed games. We know how much pressure is on Celtic mm. for this one. So they, they simply need to win this. Yeah, I mean, they've got to go for it. You know, they've got to be positive and uh, they've got to try and shake uh, off the, the disappointment from midweek. Not easy because, as, as you said, you know, it was a it was a horrendous result. Let's be honest about it, and and also the performance. I mean, the four one uh, four one scoreline didn't flatter them. It wasn't as if they just get caught in the break all the time. They were all over the place. So you know, they, they need a big performance today from every one of their players. But this Motherwell team, I say, are, are capable of making it very difficult. They've, as I said, they're, they're, they're stronger now defensively. They were a, uh, a little a little bit um, slack at the start of the season, but uh, they've regrouped. They've um, you know they've got the, they've got that kind of attitude back again. Um, I'm, I'm a big uh, admirer of the boy Alan Cameron in the middle of the pitch. I think he's a really good player. I think he was a, a great foil for David Turnbull when he was here and did an awful lot of work. Maybe didn't get the credit. Um, he'll relish that challenge today and against Scott Brown and Callum McGregor. So, and they've got firepower up front. And obviously, uh, Tony Watt um, is starting to score goals and, and enjoying his football. So, it would be a, a bit ironic if he, if he was the guy that uh, ultimately put Celtic to the sword today. Third part's quite a narrow pitch in Celtic traditionally mm. play better on these wide pitches mm. but at the moment with the frailties in defence and they are leaving gaps could this suit them better? I say it's, 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 a, it's a decent point Alison because it might just defensively they're not maybe getting quite as exposed yeah no, it's not a huge difference but there is a bit of a difference you know then but the, the one thing you will say about this, this pitch now at Fir Park it's absolutely immaculate it's like bowling green out there so there's no excuses for not playing football but in terms of the dimensions yeah maybe just that bit Listen, it's, it's another new partnership in there with Ayer and Beaton, and, uh, you know, they've got to gel quickly. Uh, there's good, good pace about Motherwell's um, front three. Uh, they will, you know, they will stretch the Celtic defence, but they've got to cut out the basic errors. It's the basic errors that's absolutely killing them. You know, the, it doesn't matter which players they've played in there, whether it was Julian before there, uh, even Ayer at times it hasn't been uh, quite at the same level. Obviously, Duffy... Um, Beaton, they've all made simple basic errors, they've got to get back to solid, reliable defending. Not long until kick-off here at Fir Park, the big team news is that Shane Duffy and Odson Edward dropped to the bench for Celtic. Mark Wilson, how big a game is this for Celtic? Well, this is crucial a game for Neil Lennon as uh, I can remember, and his time probably barring that game at Kilmarnock in 2011 where 
He found himself behind uh, I was there that day I was sat on the bench I think I wasn't the only one That thought that That could lead to him Losing his job And I think he He finds himself In a similar position today In terms of significance Of the game And what's went before Hugely important game He's made some big decisions I think the right decisions Looking at the team And he needs to be repaid By his players today I said yesterday It's only the players That can change things On the pitch And it's a day For them to step up Gordon Deal What do you make of the teams? Um, I don't think they're big decisions I think some of them are easy ones I think Duffy's an easy one um, It's well documented He's not played particularly well Defensively he's been all over the place So I thought that was an easy decision Gordon As much as because of People who talk about the money He's up from the Premier League That's a big decision The decision for me basically was up front I would have still tended to go with Edward I've got to say uh, I know he didn't play particularly well uh, Thursday night As probably most of the Celtic players But even the lift they gave Celtic Against Aberdeen last week in the semi-final I just think he's a big player His form hasn't been great That would be the decision I disagree with I would have went with Edward OK, let's hear from the managers then Starting with the home boss, Stephen Robinson I, like, I think whatever Celtic put out Is going to be a, a tough game We have to be right at the very top of our game To get something um, We have been in recent weeks So we need that type of performance again. Um, the, the threats all over the pitch, whoever they put out, if you, you look at their subs bench and who they, they have available to bring on then, whatever team they put out, it's going to be a, a difficult, difficult game. Every team has has weaknesses and I'm not necessarily saying that's that's in defence. We work on every team, you know, whether it's Celtic, whether it's Rangers, whether it's it's Hamilton, it doesn't matter. We look at strength and weaknesses of every team and, you know, obviously we've got a game plan we try and go with. We're, we're well aware Celtic have a lot of possession of the ball, but we've got a lot of pace in the team. We've got a lot of creativity in the team as well. So, yes, we, we have to be at the top of our game, but there's no reason why we can't get a result. Obviously, after a performance like that, then you're going to be under the scrutiny and under the spotlight. So, yeah, I need a performance and we definitely need a win. So whether they do it for me or do it for themselves, regardless, they've got to do it for the club, you know, and respond, rebound. But I, I can't, you know, it's too, we're too inconsistent at the minute. We need to find a level of consistency and a level of performance. I don't know if it's fitness issues or I don't know. I don't think so. Jim Duffy, looking at the lineups today, how do you see it panning out tactically, or or, or the perhaps the, the patterns of play? Celtic have been. Very up and down recently and, and lots of people on the phones Accusing them of, of not having As settled a game plan as, as they used to How do you think it will pan out this afternoon? Yes, yeah, it's, it's very difficult I think we're all the same thoughts um, Gordon, whether Is it one of those ones where Celtic Really roll, roll the sleeves up and, and show people that They are a much better side And you know the, the, This kind of inconsistent form is shown uh, Over recent weeks Obviously they got up to Aberdeen You know, they have uh, You know, I thought General performance was okay in the three each game, but made so those those basic errors that, that cost them three goals. And then they then they have a really good semi final against Aberdeen, and then have a horrendous game against Sparta. So the, you know, it's it's about finding that level of consistency, um, you know, and you just don't know what Celtic team is going to turn up today, and that's what we're all waiting to see. As far as Mother was concerned, I mean, Mother have got to be aggressive. They've got to be up against Celtic, trying to force them into errors, force them into mistakes. If they sit off them. Then and allow Celtic to almost like kind of, you know, get that out of their system. You know, just take their time, pass the ball. You know, be comfortable. Um, then eventually, it's, it's, it's the box on the ropes. They'll clear their heads and and they'll then go and capitalise because they'll sense the opposition a little bit. Like Aberdeen last week didn't didn't do enough 
uh, in the first half in particular to really put them under pressure. So I think Motherwell have got to get after Celtic today. I think they've got to hound them. Um, you know, I looked at the midfield, see Campbell, Graham, Polworth. I think those types of players, I think, as I said, Long and Cole have got real pace. So you would you would think that that would be uh, something that Motherwell would look at. And then Celtic then have got to be able to deal with that. Um, as I said, the pitch is magnificent. It's, it's an outstanding uh, pitch here. And, uh, you know, it should, it should be a terrific game of football. But Celtic have to be up for it. They have to be ready for the challenge. They have to be slicker when they move the ball. They have to be quicker. But they have to be switched on defensively. And, and I feel that they've been too stretched. I mean, the, the, the goals that they're losing, a lot of them is just because they're so open. And I think that, yeah, Celtic have dominated games for for the last 10 years, really, in Scottish football. But there comes a wee time where you've just got to batten down the hatches and say, listen, let's be difficult to beat, first and foremost. And I think that's something they might have to approach it in a similar vein today. What do you make of Celtic's attack, Jim Duffy? Because Odson Edward is clearly the main man on paper, if you like. He's, he's not been in form, he's not even been fully fit. Um, but it's not like in Albina Yeti, Celtic have got a backup striker who, who's flying either and is chomping at the bit. So, w- would you have kept Edward in today, or do you agree with Neil Lennon's selection? Yeah, I would have probably went with a, with a kind of, you know, we Edward playing off Griffiths today, to be perfectly honest with you, because I think that those two uh, work really well together. You know, whether it goes with the, the, the kind of, you know, three in behind and uh, you know a five at the back again which which sometimes he, he wanted to do but he, he could t- to me he could he could just have went with a four four one one with Edward uh, Edward just dropping it in that little pocket which is really good at anyway and Griffiths is the is the natural number nine and I, I think that, that that to me would have been a a, a more concerning um, front two for Motherwell. I think if Motherwell would have looked and seen those two in the team lines they might have went, oh wait a minute here, we've got problems and and also it means that Declan Gallagher and Mark Harrow would then be looking for protection from the midfield so your midfield aren't going to go and press Celtic quite as high then because they're worried about Edward and, 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 and Griffiths so that, that's the two I would have picked today but listen you know I don't work with them every day I, you know I haven't invested £5 million in the strikers so therefore uh, I can understand why the managers went that way but I said at the programme on Friday night as well I think you've got to get guys who are in your corner and I think I think Lee Griffiths is definitely in Neil Lennon's corner he's backed him off enough and I think that, um, as, I said, as I mentioned before, with Scott Brown. So I think you sometimes get guys who you know 100% are going to give it for you. Strange times. Celtic coming out of the south stand behind the goal at Fir Park, waiting and Motherwell joining them from the traditional uh, tunnel area. So Alison Conroy, just recap teams for us. Take us up to kick-off. For Motherwell, Aaron Chapman in goal. A back four of Stephen O'Donnell, Mark O'Hara, Declan Gallagher and Nathan McGinley. In the midfield, Alan Campbell, Barry Maguire and Liam Polworth. Up top for Motherwell, Callum Lang, Tony Watt and Devante Cole. For Celtic, Scott Bain in goal. A back four of Jeremy Frimpong, Nier Beaton, Christopher Iyer and Diego Laxalt. Callum McGregor and Scott Brown sitting with the three of Ryan Christie, Tom Rogic and Mohamed Ilianusi. Albion Ayeti, the lone striker for Celtic at Fur Park today. Jim Duffy as Motherwell joins Celtic out on this pitch perfect conditions for this game as well so there can be no excuses from either side yeah I mean it's uh, you know all football players love that you know a bit of wee spit of rain but the pitch as I said perfect no wind uh, ideal conditions um, for football every player loves to play in these kind of conditions um, two good teams uh, Motherwell on good form Celtic are a good side but not as I said you know inconsistent so far particularly over the last half dozen games so yeah I mean we don't know what to expect it's going to be a real uh, difficult game for both clubs but 
I think Motherwell will make it a, a real, real tricky game for Celtic today. The team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Nathan McGinley's had a good game for Motherwell down this left-hand yeah, side, and again he, he manages to get away from Cham. But the full-time whistle goes. Let's get the story from Fir Park with Jim Duffy and first Alison Conroy. Full-time at Fir Park, Motherwell one, Celtic four. Mohamed Ilianusi with a hat trick as Celtic get back to winning ways here this afternoon. It was just eight minutes before they took the lead. Ilianusi slamming the ball in after a Yeti shot had hit the post. Celtic had most of the possession in the first half. Tom Rogic had a curling shot over the bar. Then Ilianusi made it 2-0 in the 27th, finishing from close range after a lovely piece of play by Tom Rogic. And just before the break, Tom Rogic impressing again a lovely run, but Ryan Christie's right-footed shot went just over the bar. Motherwell dominated in the second half, and Callum Lang should have scored just after the break, denied by Bain, then Laxalt cleared the ball before Cole's effort. Callum Lang was then about to score minutes later, but Diego Laxalt blocked again. Nathan McGinley then had the ball in, but it was and Tony Watt played him offside and then Tom Rogic had the ball into a Yeti, but he put the ball just past the post for Celtic. Declan Gallagher did pull one back for Motherwell in the 72nd minute, heading in from Liam Polworth's free kick to make it 2-1. But it wasn't long before Ilianusi completed his hat-trick, heading in at the back post to make it 3-1 Celtic. And then just four minutes left on the clock, Livian Cham off the bench, a simple finish after being set up by fellow sub Odson Edward to make it 4-1 to Celtic. Jim Duffy, in the end, a comprehensive victory for Celtic here. Well, the scoreline makes it look like that. I don't think it was quite as <laughs> as uh, comprehensive as the scoreline would suggest. I mean, uh, you know, the first half, Celtic were excellent. Uh, absolutely deserved to be um, two goals in front. Um, but uh, in the second half, Motherwell came out the traps, really had a real goal, got that goal back. And then, you know, they really had to just make sure that, um, that they were disciplined at the back and, and, and didn't get caught. Uh, unfortunately for, for Motherwell, that's exactly what happened. You know, they, they made uh, basic errors again. Um, and Elanoussi managed to get his hat-trick in and Cham scored uh, the fourth to put icing on the cake. But, you know, Elanoussi was outstanding. Uh, you know, he wasn't always involved in the play in the second half. A, a little bit like um, Christie and Rogic, who were very instrumental in the first half. But uh, nevertheless, as I said before, he keeps coming to those areas, those dangerous areas in between the sticks and uh, got his rewards today. And uh, for me, he was definitely the best uh, player on the pitch and the most influential player on the pitch. Um, and I say for Motherwell, you know, Motherwell gave everything in the second half, but it wasn't a day for Callum Lang. He had two or three chances, like one from Tony Watt actually hit him and another one when it bounced up and he really had to be more aggressive and really more determined to score a goal. Um, but the, you know, Celtic have still got a few things to sort out at the back. But overall, I think that uh, Neil Lennon will be absolutely thrilled. And once again, uh, you know, middle to front, they're still a joy to watch at times. Uh, scoring four goals away from home, um, you know, you can't really ask for too much more. I suppose the only thing he, he, he'll, be, he'll be a wee bit um, disappointed with was losing a goal um, from a set play. But other than that, um, you know, I think that Scott Bain didn't have too much to do, and they, you know, they managed to to scrap away some of the second uh, the second balls and, and, and keep keep their, their, their goal intact. So overall, uh, I said I think it was a good performance from Celtic. Not exceptional, still work to do defensively, but um, I think a very pleasing um, attacking performance from Celtic. Today. Stevie Robinson, I think, will be happy with the commitment and the determination of these players. But obviously, elementary errors at the back cost them. 
Mohamed Ilianusu with a hat-trick as Celtic give Neil Lennon a much-needed victory after that midweek Europa League disappointment. Full-time at Fir Park, Motherwell 1, Celtic 4. Mohamed took Celtic to the mountaintop. That hat-trick uh, was the making of Celtic's day and you can see the way that Neil Lennon went to Ilianusu at time up and embraced him, how much it meant to the manager. All that Neil Lennon wanted today was to bring out the equivalent of the fire brigade There's a, a blaze there Put it out And it's out for today Later on When the lines are open We'll find out whether the Celtic fans Consider that to be enough Or do they view it in another way Time will tell I thought it was uh, It's a much needed win And scoreline for Celtic The performance in the first half I thought was impressive I thought the second half they were off the pace again for large periods, but they were clinical at the other end, which which is all Neil Lennon needs at this time. I think Hugh's right. Today was about a, a scoreline and three points and moving on to the, the next game. And Neil, I think, will take a, a much-needed breather where he's now got a midweek game to settle things down and chat to the guys who aren't away in international duty and take stock of what's happened in the past few weeks. But much-needed, 4-1. I mean... I've been there to Fur Park many a time with Celtic and not come away with a result like that. And I think when he looks at the overall game, yeah, Neil will be happy. Still work to be done defensively. They still gave up chances and the goal was poor. But to score four away from home, he's got to be delighted with that. Yeah, it was all about uh, getting the three points on the board, Gordon. Uh, I thought first half Celtic played very well. I didn't think they played particularly well in the second half. They were off it. I think Mother will create a few chances, got at them. Um, but you know Celtic showed a lot of character and um, when they were 2-1 down came under a lot of pressure um, and seen the game out got two other goals 4-1 El Yanusio will be delighted with his hearts out Neil Lennon will be delighted with three points and uh, as Mark said I think this week for him the fact that they've no midweek game gives him a little bit of break, uh, break gives him a bit of breathing space and he can go and start working on things but for the now I think it was job done The lines are open for you to have your say 0141 Celtic fans, Motherwell fans What did you make of that game, those performances this afternoon? Particularly you Celtic fans What does that do for your overall mood? Your overall belief in Neil Lennon? Belief in the players? Belief in where this season is going? Let us know 0141 We'll speak to you And we'll build up to kick off at Ibrooks next the winning team all season long. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. He's finished at Fir Park, Motherwell 1, Celtic 4. Neil Lennon gets a big three points in Lanarkshire. Hugh Keevens, Mark Wilson, and Gordon Deal are in the studio. Jim Duffy is still out there at Fir Park looking back on it, and we want you to join us. The lines are open. So, what did you make of the game? In Motherwell this afternoon 01419511025 Give us a call right now Let us know what's on your mind There is plenty of time to do so We're here until 6 o'clock We're going to look back on the events at Fir Park We're going to build up to the game at Ibrooks, And of course that one kicking off at 3pm as well But the lines are open nice and early As we often do on a Sunday So get in touch And let the panel know what is on your mind Jim Duffy When Mohamed El Yunusi walks off with the ball under his arm I don't think you have to look too much further for a man of the match, do you? 
No, not at all. I mean, I think uh, you know, again, you know, just uh, you know, the, the positions he takes up, as I mentioned at half time, Gordon, he's that that type of wide player now. You know, you don't really get too many wide players that get the the sawdust and the boots, as you used to say, and and, and knock it past the uh, the fullback. You know, so they drift inside. You know, they they pick up good positions, and he's done that. I mean, his his record over recent weeks has been you know absolutely um, exceptional, and he's, he's three goals, particularly he's third one. Listen. From a defensive point of view, I think you've got to to, to look. I think it was Calm Lang. I think it'd be easily um, by uh, El Hamad. A lovely stick up to the back post, but but Stephen O'Donnell's got to do got to do better there. Um, you know, and, and although Elanusi does get a run on him, you know, for me, he's too too square. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's obviously Elanusi's more aggressive to go and win it, but nevertheless, it's a great way to get the hat trick. So uh, third, for me, he's definitely the man of the match. I don't think anyone could debate that today. And we know the script on a Sunday, Jim. One team plays at lunchtime, the other one joins in at three o'clock and it's kind of over to them. Perhaps the difference, and I hope this doesn't come across as being unfair on on Hamilton, I think most people's question marks were about Fir Park this afternoon and what that could mean. Um, you would expect Rangers, well, they do. They do go into the game as massive, massive favourites this afternoon. Yeah, I mean, it's not just down to Hamilton, it was down to the form that Rangers have been playing, you know, and, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're obviously they're on, they're, they're on in, in Celtic uh, on the back of that poor defeat uh, on Thursday night. But, you know, the, the games, I said, that, that I've seen recently, Gordon, the one thing, I mean, away from home, it's kind of strange for Celtic because normally it's at home, they're, I mean, don't get me wrong, the home and away, if you look at the record, has been really good. But generally speaking, when, you, when you're looking at the, the away forum, I mean, they've scored three goals about Pataudry, Two goals in the semi-final there. Two goals over at Lille. Four goals today. So goal scoring hasn't really been the problem, really. Even it's it's, it's been obviously the, at the back and uh, as I say, but at Celtic Park. I mean, again losing two two nil to Celtic four one. Um, you know th- those type of games three nothing against Milan. So it's it's for whatever reason. Um, you know, whether it's the fans, you know, not being there and they're just so so important to, to Celtic, I don't really know. But away from home doesn't seem to be quite an issue for Celtic. Yeah, for Rangers this afternoon, Hugh, it's, it's pretty straightforward. If they want to keep that advantage that they had yeah. over Celtic, then they need to deal with Hamilton as professionally as they've dealt with most of their domestic games recently. Well, here we have top versus bottom. Here we have a gap of 28 points between the two teams. Here we have uh, Rangers exhibiting their strength and depth. They bring in McLaughlin, very, very good goalkeeper. They bring in Balligan, good defender. They bring in Defoe, one of the best strikers in British football. He may be in the autumn of his career, but he is still one heck of a striker. And Kamar Roof. So that is strength and depth for me. And, you know, if Rangers apply themselves properly... Then there can only be one winner. Yeah, I've got to say, I, I mean, the place Rangers are in just now, you know, a lot of people just giving Hamilton no chance. And and you think it was only March that Hamilton went went there and won. But Rangers are in a much different place just now. You know, then things weren't going right for Steven Gerrard's side. There was many underachievers in his squad and they were well off the pace. This season, we keep reiterating that everybody knows their job. They're playing nice, slick football, and Hamilton are probably in a different place themselves from where they were in March. You know, they're trying to scrape together some new signings. It's always difficult to integrate them into a squad <laughs> going away to Ibrox. So, 
I think it'll be a tough afternoon mm. for Brian Rice's men, and I can't see it, but a Rangers win. It's not something I would usually reference, Gordon, because it's not it's not proof of anything. <laughs> These things are are there to be broken sometimes, and, and please gamble responsibly. But I just had a, a quick look. Hamilton, in some places, are forty <laughs> to one to win that game at Ibrox. A, well, a, a game between two teams in the same division, forty to. I'm not sure I've. And I don't pay particularly close attention to these things, but I'm not sure I've s- ever seen a bigger price than that it just, within it just shows the Premiership. You the, yeah, it just shows you the place that Rangers are in, the place that Hamilton are in. Hamilton are going there with younger players. They they promote their younger players. It's a massive ask for them this afternoon. I think a lot of people you're going on. You're talking about the bet in forty-one. I think a lot of people will be going scores five, six. I don't think that'll be the case. Uh, sometimes Rangers aren't at their their best after a Thursday night a European game but they've certainly made the changes they've got enough there they're at home the way they're playing yeah they'll win the game but I just wonder what sort of a game it will be Hamilton will try and make it difficult but Rangers have got too many quality players in that team Generally Jim Duffy when a team goes from game to game to game consistently making four and five changes every single time it's usually met with raised eyebrow Bit of suspicion Bit of worry that, it, that it's going to backfire But you just don't really get That impression from Rangers At the moment Yeah it's because they're winning I mean you, you, you'll have the opposite effect When a team is, is not winning so much People keep saying Oh the, the, the manager doesn't know His best team You know And uh, you know the, There's no structure to the team And the cheap changes formation And you've got all these All these things thrown at uh, when, you, when you're not doing as well When you're doing well You can pretty much do what you like You know you can change the goalkeeper You can you can, uh, you know, you can change the system or the players or whatever it happens to be. But as long as you're winning, no one questions it, and they don't question the budget. They don't question the, you know, your signing policy. There's nothing, everything, everything in the garden's rosy, and that's just the way football is. And at this moment in time, the Rangers fans are enjoying their football. They're enjoying that, uh, you know, success that they've got just now. But they've got to keep it going because I said I've said it many times. I don't see Celtic, you know, throwing in the towel or going away. I mean, I wasn't obviously. Celtic fans have got their own opinion but I wasn't one of one that thinks there's a crisis I think that there's a dip in, and there's still things to work out defensively I don't think they were by any stretch of imagination great defensively today but and domestically they're still more than good enough to go up to a place like Motherwell by the way who made a really good game I thought it was a terrific game again I really I mean I've, I've, I've been lucky in the, in the few games I've watched recently have been some terrific football um, but at times Celtic as I said uh, you know in, in that final third are, are still an exceptional side let us know what you made of the game today the lines are open nice and early 1025 Gordon Deal, when I heard the number of changes for Rangers, like I say, it's almost an automatic reaction. I sort of thought, oh, that, that's interesting. And then as Andrew McLean read out the names, I found myself shrugging the shoulders. Because, I mean, McGregor, McGregor giving a rest for McLaughlin or Morelos being out, maybe the, the two that, that, that would cause a bit of debate. But other than that, I mean, Balogun started the Europa League games. Arfield's a favourite of yours. Yeah. Look at the goal Defoe scored last time. Um, yeah, Ruth comes Ibrox, back so. in, Kent's in there. Are, you look at the midfield It's a strong Jack And Arfield Aribo uh, Balogun at the back McLaughlin Everyone was Was at one point Thinking Could he be the number one But obviously McGregor is a bit Better of the goalies But it shows you The strength that they've got um, yeah. On the bench as well That's good enough To go and win today And I think Rangers Obviously like everybody else Will win today 
Uh, it's just a case of um, you know what sort of football they're going to play. Because sometimes I've watched them against Ross County at home, mm. watched them against Livingston, and get bogged down a little bit. They still get the job done, but the changes don't really matter, Gordon. You're still looking for a massive. It's a massive uphill task for Hamilton to do. I think it's wrong to do Hamilton a disservice, though, Hugh, because in the last four meetings at Ibrox, it's two wins apiece. Yeah. The record they've defied the odds time and time again, Ibrox. I think most people uh, just feel that this is a slightly different Rangers to yeah. those ones who had those moments in them. That's the point entirely. Uh, Rangers this season, both domestically and in Europe, uh, have shown a, a, a difference, a, a maturity, uh, a threat, uh, and a resilience at the back. They've only lost three goals in the league all season long. So I'm afraid that we go back to the point that Jim was making earlier on if you play a team and they've just got better players than you from 1 to 11 as it used to be then you bang up against it and Hamilton are bang up against it the lines are open get in touch let us know what you are thinking either after today's first game or ahead of the second one at Ibrox let's bring in Paul from Helensborough Paul what did you make of that at Fur Park this afternoon? Uh, very very happy with the three points but I've got to say that it's, uh, having watched the first 20 minutes of the second half, it's papering over the cracks. Uh, every time a cross ball comes into the box, they don't know how to defend it. Uh, I've got to say that I think they need a different voice to get the, uh, tell the defenders basically how to defend. I think Neil's time's up and it pains me to say that. So today was not enough to change your, your mind on that, Paul? No, because that 20, that 20 minutes and no, no harm to you, I know it's your hometown team. <laughs> I'll let you off. If they were up against anybody decent, they could have lost there today. I think Paul will speak for that element within the support who are not going to have a 4-1 win over Motherwell Blind them to everything else that's going on And to be fair I know I asked Paul the question But if you were confident of your opinion I wouldn't expect it to change after 90 minutes Otherwise no. it's been too knee jerk to begin with Yeah, For me today And I'll repeat the phrase Today was about getting the fire brigade in There's been a, there's been a, a Flames all around Since Thursday night Just get that fire put out uh, And see where we go from here uh, the, the, a defeat or a draw would have been unthinkable for Neil Lennon uh, So, as far as Paul and Helensburg is concerned No, nothing changes well, But there'll be someone around the corner Who will have an opposite view What Neil needs is, is a run of games domestically Now mm. take Europe away uh, Well, not take Europe away In Europe, he needs decent performances And I, I mean, not going away to Milan and Getting battered 4-0 He needs to make them Close encounters in Europe But Europe isn't the be-all and end-all But domestically He needs now To put together A run A four, five, six wins in a row For this to To go away This feeling to go away Because I must admit I'm not surprised That Paul You know The first callers come on And went as paper over the cracks Because I still think There will be a lot of Celtic fans Out there thinking 4-1 at Murrowell Great they got three points But it's not good enough What they need to get that Dispelled as a run domestically and marry that up with another cup win, then you're looking at it and maybe by New Year it's all went away and that's what he'll be home for. I don't, th- I don't think you can achieve that, uh, Mark, without sorting out the the back five. I think I think middle to front, 
And you can talk about Edward not playing well and stuff like that. I think that they're they're different class. I think they're brilliant middle to front. You can argue sometimes that Scott Brown looks a bit weary with uh, you know going f- you know and chasing balls and getting caught out. I think for me, you've got to sort out that back five. I really do. How would you do it? <sighs> well, you brought in a, a a goalkeeper with a big reputation, a big price, and he's on the bench. You bring in. Left back to Taylor, three millions on the bench. You bring in Duffy, that's on mega money, no fault of his own. It's supposed to be a very good player. That was going to sort out your problems. Uh, he's on the bench. El Hamed, who I think is a terrific player, he's on the bench. Um, I think, I think you've got to look and and get some formation where it's your four or three or whatever it may be. I think you've got to Because I said earlier in the programme Gordon As much as Celtic were dominating the game the first half The one thing you can guarantee now Is Celtic won't give you one chance They'll give you two, three, four chances Let's put that to Jim Duffy um, For a couple of reasons He loves analysing defensive players And of course he was there And you get that that full picture um, When you're sitting high up in the stand Jim, what do you make of Celtic's defence? Yeah, I mean they weren't great today You mean, but uh, Again, you know Listen, Ayers come back in. Uh, I, to me, it looks like fatigue. I don't. To me, I mean, obviously we'll have to wait and see what Neil Lennon said, but it didn't look like a, a recurrence of an injury. It just looked as if he got a bit tired because I seen Neil Lennon shouting over at him. And they kind of gave it that kind of hand gesture, if you want to call it that. That I'm, I'm okay, but I think when he went down, just looked fatigued. So I think he should be okay. Beat on for is always good on the ball, and he's elegant in the ball, and he's, he, he brings brings the game out but he's not he's not a natural defender you can see that even just to, just his body position in terms of how he how he goes and challenges he, he was never in a position he's not cute enough or aggressive enough in those situations to go and win those things so I don't think he's that a natural uh, defender there. so I think you have to get you know, get players in there uh, Frimpong is always good going forward but I would probably at this moment in time look at more El Hamad because I think he gives you a bit more presence he's a bit more defensive minded and that would that would help um, got to sort the goalkeeping situation out one way or the other. I mean, Neil Lennon obviously made it clear that he didn't think Scott Bain was good enough, and that's why they invested in uh, another goalkeeper. Um, so they've got to try and find a way to 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 get you know that that side sorted out. Um, but overall, listen, you know the the they're not they're not perfect by any stretch of imagination. And when they come up against cleverer you know players and, and players who have got a little bit more. About them, um, then yeah, Paul's got a point uh, that, that, that called in there that they might they might well find themselves, um, you know, struggling a little bit. But today was about getting it done. I mean, Hugh used the analogy of the fire brigade. Well, there are still some smouldering embers there, um, but the but it did it certainly extinguish most of the flames today. But not but not everything. There's still there's still work to be done. And um, again, the middle of the pitch it's a difficult one because Brown and McGregor have pretty much been guaranteed their place. For, for the last, whatever, four years maybe, pretty much, th- those two were in and everyone else had to fit in alongside that. I'm now l- looking and, and as much as I think Scott, Scott Brown can offer things and can give other aspects of the game, you know, that, that kind of design. I've seen Neil Lennon after it kind of really hugging him and, as I said before, he's, you know, they're, 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 they're tight, those two, and there's no doubt about it. But I still think they maybe have to look and get a if you want to call it a natural defensive player who just sits there and, and, and protects those defenders as well. And I think just about every top team has one, whether it's a Liverpool, or a Manchester City, a Manchester, it doesn't matter which team, every top level player has one of those guys 
sits there, breaks the play up, and, and senses the danger. And Scott Brown has done that for the last six, seven, eight years. But I think it's just at this moment in time, maybe maybe needing a wee breather. Um, um, and that, that's the first time really I've, I've I've really thought that. But I just think the last couple of times it's not been quite as the the Scott Brown yeah. that we've known. All that said, Paul, on paper it goes down as a difficult place to go. Celtic aren't confident; they're not feeling great about themselves. To go there and win four-one, there must have been a good few positives that jumped out at you. Uh, yeah, I was glad, glad, uh, glad to see that Elianusi knew for the back of the net was. It's a pity he didn't do that on the seventeenth of October. Yeah, I mean, we'll, it, call it, that, we'll call that the Rangers game. It is a, it is a pity, I guess, he, he didn't do it on the seventeenth of October. But he yeah, did. He's got, he's got. What's that? One, two, six, seven goals, is it? In his last six games, seven, but, seven, something like that. But Paul, Paul, for me, strikes a chord here. Uh, the the Celtic fans were taking six a, and six. Sorry, the Celtic fans were taken aback by the performance against Rangers and not to have a shot at goal. Uh, for the entire 90 minutes uh, was appalling for the Celtic supporters and it starts from there Mark Wilson will know if you lose to Rangers you can put the kettle on for a bad week thereafter and then Celtic of course go to Pataudry and leave another two points there so they drop five points out of six and that's why today was vitally important but the fascination is Gordon's right they have to sort out the back five but the Greek goalkeeper Barkas he must be under greater pressure now because he's been dumped. So do you bring him back? He knowing that he's been dumped. Duffy has been dumped. Brought back today because Ayer was either tired or injured uh, later on in the game. I'm not entirely sure that they have within the squad the players who can sort out the back mm. five. Mark Wilson, I know we all become body language and lip reading experts and all the rest of it, but give us your... Give us your theory on Neil Lennon's thoughts about the goal that, that Celtic conceded today. Uh, I thought when the camera panned to him, I thought he shouted Stevie. Now people might think I'm I'm mad for saying that, but Stevie Woods, the goalie coach, um, I thought he was maybe questioning. If, uh, listen, I've been in the bench, sat the bench many times with Neil and, and seen a goalkeeper lose a goal when he... he, he quite rightly turns round and asks the goalkeeping coach's opinion and I thought he was I thought he was doing that today I thought he turned round and asked Stevie Woods what he thought of Scott Bain's um, role in the goal I, I thought Scott Bain me personally seeing it I thought Scott Bain should have done better I thought he should have moved his feet quicker and maybe got across it looked a wee bit slow motion to me but no, could be being harsh. Paul and Helensborough, thank you very much. The lines are open 0141-951-1025, but we're still building up to kick off at Ibrooks. We'll hear from Stephen Gerrard next. The fastest goals, the expert opinions. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Building up to kick off at Ibrooks, Rangers against Hamilton Aki's hot on the heels of Celtic's 4-1 victory. At Fir Park It was a Mohamed Il Yunusi hat-trick Which went a long way To securing the three points For Neil Lennon's side In terms of Rangers Taking on Hamilton Let's hear the thoughts Of the Rangers boss Stephen Gerrard He did get a result Last time at Ibrox And they deserved that result Because we weren't Clinical enough In front of goal We had uh, I think 30 attempts On goal um, And couldn't find A breakthrough So I think Brian and his team Deserved um, 
the victory. And Brian's someone I've got the utmost respect for because um, he backs his players. He plays really positive every time we've played him. He's come with a threat. Um, he has them organised, of course. He'll try and be organised and have men behind the ball. But one thing goes without saying is Brian always comes and carries a threat. Sometimes he goes with two up top. We'll have to see whether he decides to do that again. But um, he's someone who all the coaching staff here have got uh, big, big respect for because he, he always poses a challenge to us. Whatever the result's been in the past, he's always carried the threat. High praise for Brian Rice. Let's hear from the man himself. Rangers have probably assembled the strongest squad I've seen them assemble for a long time. And I think we, we need to go and try and do something nobody else has done. It's go and be, try and beat Rangers. You know, it's a daunting task. It's a, it's, it's a massive task. But, you know, these challenges are there ahead of us, and that's what we're in football for. I think we were the last team to score in the league there in March. You know, so it's going to be... Listen, we're under no illusions, and I don't think MD in the country will be under any illusions how difficult it's going to be for us. You know, we're Hamilton Aki's going into the going to Rangers to try and get something at the match. That's the thing, Jim Duffy. It's easy for us from the outside to say, ah, but this is a different Rangers and the bookmakers will get Hamilton at this and all the, all the other uh, things you've heard on the show. But but for Brian Rice in that dressing room, that's where he builds the case, isn't it? He says, look, we're the last team to go and win there in the league. We're the last team to score there in the league. These will be the things that he'll use to try and instill some belief in his team this afternoon. Listen, you could get Russell Crowe in and give it the gladiator speech if you wanted to. Ultimately, as you said, if Rangers are up for it, there's not a lot Brian can do. He can have, prepare as best he can. He can get his players fired up. And uh, it was nice of Stephen Gerrard, and I think that was nice of him there, to, to compliment um, Brian Rice and say that, you know, they give them problems and they, and they come and, and, and they're, they're, you know, they've got an adventurous aspect of them. But... Um, nevertheless, um, you know, it's in the lines then, there's no doubt about that. And when you're a manager and you realise that you're, you know, you're, you're at that. I mean, I, I've been, I was at Morton to go to Celtic and the Brendan Rodgers team and you're thinking, what do you do here? You know, so you, you've got to try and motivate your player, you've got to try and be organised and you've got to try and instill some sort of belief. But deep down, you just want your players to compete and, you know, not be, not be overawed by it all. And uh, I, I think that the Hamilton players, because... Some of them all have been there and, and, and done okay, and that that fear factor might be might be a little bit a, a little bit um, you know calmer, but nevertheless um, you know I'll be, I think it's how Rangers start the game. If Rangers start the game a little bit flat like the guys have said there against Ross County against Livingston, then Hamilton might just think well maybe one of those days where we'll make it awkward for them. But if they come out the traps, that's when that's when you're looking at the clock. When you when you've been there, I'm sure I'm sure the guys will tell you that you you think well oh, that's the slowest clock in the world. Let's go back to Ibrox and get a recap of the teams with Andrew McLean. Yeah, well, Stephen Gerrard makes five changes for this one. The big team news is that Alfredo Morelos drops to the bench, despite Stephen Gerrard saying that he's got the fire back in his belly and back amongst the goals as well. Philip Hellander dropping out the team as well after a tough night for him during the week. The five that drop out are McGregor, Hellander, Davis, Kamara and Morelos. In come McLaughlin, Balogun, Arfield, Roof and Defoe. So it'll be a 4-3-3 for them today. John McLaughlin starts in goal. The back four is James Tavernier, Connor Goldson, Leon Balogun and Borna Barisic. The midfield three, Ryan Jack, Scott Arfield and Joe Aribo with Kamar Roof and Ryan Kent either side of Jermaine Defoe. The substitutes McGregor, Bassey, Hellander, Hadji, Kamara, Zungu, Barker, Morelos and Itten. As for Hamilton, it's two changes for them. Outgo, Want and Martin. Income, Easton and Sterling. It's a 4-4-2 for them today. Ryan Fulton 
In goal, the back four, Lee Hodson, Hakeem Adolphin, Brian Easton and Scott McMahon. The midfield four, Ronan Hughes, Ross Callahan, Ben Sterling and Will Collar with Marius Ogpo and David Moyo. Up front, David Moyo, of course, scoring the goal here that got Hamilton the win back in March. The substitutes for them, Gurley, Martin, Stanger, Mimnaw, Winter, Thomas, Johnson and a couple of Smiths, Chris and Lewis. The referee here today is Stephen McLean. Yeah, I mean, Jim Duffy, Ogpo and Moyo Again, on their game, if they're bang at it and, and Rangers are, are complacent, they are the, the types of players that could cause uh, the Rangers backline problems. But again, to, to sort of contradict that, this is now a Rangers backline that have kept 15 clean sheets in 19 games. Only Benfica, Leverkusen, and Spartak Moscow have scored three in a game versus Rangers. You know, so it was, a, it was a rarity the other night that they conceded so many. Yeah, it was a rarity, and you never expected it, particularly when against 10 men, but uh, maybe just thought the game was over and switched off. But uh, yeah, I mean, Moyo, as, as um, Andrew was saying, they scored, scored the winner, and uh, you know, for, for a player to, to have been there and, and scored um, you know, a winner, then that, that's Gordon, uh, Gordon Dale. You know, if, if, if you believe, oh, wait a minute, I, I quite like playing the, these kind of games, even if it is been, I think I'll get a chance, and I've scored here before, then you know, you, you've got a chance of thinking it might, it might happen again. but it just shows you how, how football can change with the you know with that aspect of the, the the lockdown and then you know just seems to flip for for, for both clubs you know I mean uh, Hamilton have have changed that and had to change and had the injuries that Mark mentioned there and Rangers just look a different proposition altogether but you know I, listen if, if if Celtic would have lost one nothing. To, to Hamilton, <laughs> believe me, I think that uh, you know the, the 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 phones would be absolutely red hot on on the case of, of Neil Lennon. So it shows you that uh, you need a little bit of patience. You need to try and uh, give people a bit of time. Um, if if they do have uh, the odd bad result, and, and I think that's um, currently what, what Celtic are having. But from Rangers' point of view, listen, they're in top form, uh, and you know the the, the luxury of, of those changes that they've made. It's, it's only when they, if they ever if he ever leaves at Tavernier, that's when I think you might or Golson possibly. That's when you might you might look at uh, uh, a surprising change. But other than that, Rangers could pretty much change everyone because um, it's not weakening their side at this moment in time. Yeah, particularly up front, is this something we we should come to expect? Because remember, Jermaine Defoe's not actually in the Europa League squad at the moment, so he's never going to feature in them. And this is a very Similar fixture Jim To the one that he came in recently And scored that terrific goal So are these the types of games That Morelos might have to expect To, to take a rest And the foam can come in Yeah and again I mean listen Of course You would expect these to dominate Have chances to score And goal scorers always want those games Where you think I'm going to get chances here And he should be disappointed He should want to play every game But when you've got that that um, You know Quality in your squad then if you want to freshen up, then fine. If you want to change it tactically again, that's your choice to make. But nevertheless, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't think the the uh, Brian Easton and I'll be looking and saying, oh well, Morales isn't playing today. We're only up against the four. <laughs> you know, is it 300 career goals? It's a phenomenal return. So uh, nah, the the I think that when you've got, particularly in in the front area. You, uh, uh, I think more and more teams are rotating the front ears because because of the way the game's played now that that you know they call it the high press. I mean they always press. Well, Gordon said he didn't like when they chase fullbacks, but pressing pressing strikers. I mean, sorry, pressing defenders. I think was always a case um, that, that they like to do. But the the way it works now, they're, they're asked to do that quite a lot, and then also when you have the ball, be be the threat. So there's maybe a little bit more work asked of them at times, and that's maybe another reason why. 
you keep them sharp, keep them on their toes, and just keep that competition uh, strong because um, you know you're always looking over your shoulder. But if if a guy's never going to play, uh, Gordon, you know you're not real. I mean, you're never going to really, you know, have that have that kind of concern. And, and as I said, that you, you might get dropped. So you've got to have the threat of being dropped, and I think that's that's what Stephen Gerrard's doing just now. He's he's keeping all the players on their toes. Very different players, Jermaine Defoe and Alfredo Morelos, Gordon. In fact, Alfredo Morelos is a different player to. Alfredo Morelos from last season Where he was kind of all action and backing in Now it's a bit more about dropping deep And linking up the play Whereas Defoe's goal you saw him on the shoulder And it was mm. a long ball And what a finish it was So how different a task is that For the Hamilton Aki's back line? Uh, yeah, it is <coughs> very much so uh, The one thing they both got in common They can find the back of the net Defoe is a terrific finisher There's no doubt he's done it Throughout his career international level So yeah, he's the one that as much as Defoe can come and link up the play, he likes to play on the shoulder, Gordon. He likes to make that movement. His movement for his goal off Tavernier's long ball was absolutely brilliant. He just spins, kills a defender. His first touch is terrific. Puts the ball in the back of the net. That's what you get for Defoe. He's a, he's a model professional. Keeps his cell very fit, very sharp. And... Uh, I expect him to score goals today. If Rangers create chances, the one thing Defoe will do will put the ball in the back of it. Let's bring in Sean, who's on the line. Remember, the phones are open for you to come in and have your say. 01419511025 here until six o'clock. So let's bring in Sean, who's in Kilmarnock this afternoon. How's it going, Sean? Uh, not, not bad, Gordon. How are you? Not bad at all. What do you make of today's game then, Sean? And I suppose what that means for the bigger picture of Celtic and Neil Lynn. Yeah, I, I thought I thought it was a, a professional performance. I think the Celtic looked um, looked in control. Um, a couple of wee minutes after Declan Gallagher scored, you were kind of thinking, "Oh, here we go." There's 20 minutes left to go, but um, I, I just think the point I was trying to make today. I've got a couple of wee quick points, but the first um, most prevalent point was um, anybody who knows me through the week. I think um, I'm I'm a Lynn fan, as I'm sure. Most Celtic fans are, but I think the reaction um, and the and the it's kind of sticky he's getting it is totally unwarranted. I think with the bad with the bad result, there's no disguising what happened on Thursday. It was it was poor. But Lennon said himself, there's only so much you can do. The players are going to take a certain wee bit of responsibility, um, and for people to be questioning Lennon, questioning his motives, questioning his passion. Um, I think I just think it's a wee bit over the top. I mean, Mark Wilson, eh, Mark, you, you were, you were, you played in the game with, with Ruth to each at um, Ibrox, the the famous Scott Brownell has Juf. And, and by the way, I'll credit you with sixty percent of that goal. We are we are great layoff. Um, I just think that's, <laughs> that's very generous. Wow, sixty percent. Six maybe if you're lucky. <laughs> I, I, it was, a, it, was a, it was a great, great touch. He done, he done well to turn my way and get the ball to Bruni. So, I Sean, I'll tell you, I'll tell you how great a touch it was. Right, that's a very famous goal, a very famous game, and I've known Mark for years. I did not know that he passed the ball to Scott Brown that day. <laughs> Neither did Mark. So there you go. <laughs> well, Mark, <laughs> sure. I think, um, I think the, the point I'm trying to make there is we, we went down to ten men in that game and. It was kind of looking We were down to one at a time You're thinking Oh here we go It was a Scottish Cup quarter final But Neil Wen, I mean For people to question The guy doesn't know What he's talking about That We, we played with 10 men At Ibrox The second half We actually played Rangers off the park But Lennon pushed The full backs He pushed Isa Gary on the left Mark Wilson put, Pushed right up On the right hand side And and we, we played well so, so this is a guy Who understands The game 
He's a he's a guy who understands the club, and I just think for 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 the reaction that, that he's getting just now, I think um, I, I, I I'm just a wee bit disgusted by it because you've got to think. I mean, we've been in a good position just now in terms of we've won eleven consecutive trophies, we've won nine league titles. I just think there needs to be a wee bit more respect. We need to calm down a wee bit. I think Rangers, there's no doubt a lot of Celtic fans at the moment are concerned, and, and a lot of that concern comes from the way Rangers are playing. We're not we're not hitting the heights that we we know we can. I think Rangers are a better team now than they have been. Um, I, again, sorry, my second point. I just wanted to to say. Well, can we deal with your first? Yeah, let, let's deal with that one first. Uh, Sean, you know it's an interesting and affectionate history lesson about what happened with Mark Wilson and Scott Brown at Ibrox. <laughs> However, it has no relevance to what's going on today at all. Uh, what? Well, to be fair, I think Sean was talking about. Look, there's proof that Neil Lennon does make good tactical decisions. That the the easy response for the Neil Lennon detractors out there would say. That was quite a long time ago If yeah. that's if that's your standout example Yeah as I say It's a history lesson But It's not just about Ferenc Varos On Thursday night It's about Sparta, Ed, Prague. Sparta Prague rather It's about Ferenc Varos And not qualifying For the Champions League When Celtic Most needed the money Having taken a £10 million hit To their accounts Because of the Coronavirus It's about Ferenc Varos It's about What Neil Lennon said After Ferenc Varos About players wanting out it's about losing to Rangers without having a shot at goal. It's about falling nine points behind Rangers in the league. And I'm well aware it's down to six now, but Rangers are playing Hamilton Aggies and are overwhelming favourites. It's about the recruitment of players. When you have a bench today that has you know, a £5 million goalkeeper, Odson Edward, who is uh, the most valuable asset the club possesses, Etc, 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 Sean And Celtic have to be careful where they are right now You know, I know that you may not be one of those obsessed by 10 in a row But the majority are And right now The league The league uh, Is Rangers to lose Excuse me, Hugh If you don't mind, I come back in I am absolutely obsessed by 10 in a row um, But my, my point at the start of the season was Europe is not of a primary concern to Celtic, but I do also understand that you can't get you can't you can't lose games as badly as we did on Thursday and expect to go into weekend fixtures um, full of confidence. But I think there's been a there's been a reaction to what's happened on Thursday night. I think um, some of the players, for instance, um, I was on I was on Super Scoreboard. I phoned the phone in after the Celtics and Johnston game, McDermott Park, and, and I made the point that. People were getting on Scott Brown's back And I said Listen they've got the guy on 10 minutes to go He made a decisive pass Which which accumulated the first goal But I think today I think Scott Brown Was back to he did, he, Scott Brown does did today What he does What he's done for years He won the ball In, in important areas He stopped Motherwell playing For large parts of the game I'm not saying Sean Sean, Sean Sean Scott Brown had an awful game Today He kept giving away possession By his own Remarkably high standards He had an awful game today uh, I, I'll disagree with that Hugh and I'll, take, I'll say because He said a lot of stick I think um, A lot of people have been saying to me You know friends On social media The legs have gone And I've tried to defend the guy As much as you can And to a certain extent You're thinking Maybe, there, maybe there's a bit of justification What people are saying I, I don't think Scott Brown was poor today That's a matter of opinion mm. 
And I'll also say to you, if you don't mind, I, I'm not going to quote you exactly, but you said on Friday's um, Super Scoreboard about Albina Jetty, £5 million, what does he bring to the team? Um, I, don't, I, I don't think that's fair, because I think Jetty he's not, he's not had a proper run of the team, he's not had a proper run of games. I thought today, I thought today he led the, the line absolutely fantastically. So, listen, it's all about opinions. Um, Sean, opinion. Sean, why is he not getting a regular game? There's, well, there could be, there could be. Loads well, of he has been that. injured as well. Yeah, and in fact, listen, Edward is our first choice striker, and you're trying him up to speed. And I think listen, you put him on the park, you hope he scores goals. That's not happened. We've got Lee Griffiths. Lee Griffiths has scored more goals than than Edward this season. But does that mean that he's a better striker than Edward? No. Yeah, I don't think he's got more I know he's got three But I don't think that's more than Edward overall Anyway, uh, Jim Duffy We're a bit late for this break But uh, having been an eyewitness Sean was full of praise for Scott Brown And he thought Ayeti led the line fantastically Briefly, how would you Do you agree or disagree with him? I think you've already shown your hand That you disagree regarding Scott yeah. Brown Yeah, I mean Jetty done okay I mean, His link up plays Touch it He hardly gave the ball away But he, he didn't He didn't thre- threaten the goal uh, But he, he was okay He, he done okay Not Nothing brilliant And Scott Brown as I, as I mentioned To me was one of his Poorer performances Yeah, he still breaks the play up At times But not the Scott Brown That uh, is a dynamic Influence on Celtic Not not today Okay, thank you very much To Sean in Kilmarnock uh, Jim Duffy I think it seems like A good time to say Farewell to you also I will catch up with you Soon no doubt Cheers guys, it was a really good day, enjoy that again and a very pleasant day here in the, the, the area of Lanarkshire near, near it's your, a lovely your, place your to own be. hometown. Yeah, it's a lovely. lovely. Yeah, but, I mean, the rain's pouring down but it's lovely. Yeah. Just, just go out to DLs, the kettle will be on. That'll be right, 01419511025, lines are open, get your thoughts in, 15 minutes to kick off at Ibrooks. Scottish football's league leader, this is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevan, Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are in the studio waiting to take your calls on today's football Whatever's on your mind, whatever you want to get off your chest, come and share it with the guys Whether it's Celtic's performance, what about you Motherwell fans actually? We've not heard from you, uh, what did you make of that? 4-1, was that a fair reflection in the game? What about your own defending? Um, did you think you, you should have perhaps kicked on and got something from the game when you pulled it back to 2-1? Uh, let us hear all your thoughts, So one four one nine five one one zero two five. Given how impressive Rangers have been over the piece Gordon DL The one thing that's lacking If you can call it that It feels like nitpicking admittedly Is they've not really Battered teams at Ibrox in the way that you might expect When you look at a team that's winning all these games When Livingston go there And when Ross County go there And when today it's Hamilton Ackies There will be an expectation Rightly or wrongly Amongst the Rangers fans That they, they rack up a serious scoreline and, and win convincingly Might that happen today Or are you expecting more of The, the kind of 2-0s The comfortable controlled Performances that It's we've a seen? little bit like We said about Celtic It's what Rangers turns up Now if it's the Rangers That comes flying out the traps With the, all the changes And the quality they've got And they get an early goal Then I think they'll batter Hamilton But it could be the Ross County Livingston Performances where They just did enough Gordon uh, They were always comfortable they knew they were going to win the game The pace of the game wasn't that great So it just depends on How they start again this afternoon but, but this is my point though Because the Livingston game They went in front after 9 minutes And the Ross County game They went in front after 17 So they do score early But it's just 
it's they don't they don't finish strongly, or, no, they, or they don't seem to feel the need. They, yeah, they don't. Yeah, they're, they're comfortable in what they're doing. Um, you know, I think that the manager would be looking uh, differently because you're given four or five changes. You're given players an opportunity again and really make a claim for a place. Um, but I think three points most important is the first thing you've got to look at. And I think Stephen Gerrard will be delighted and we expect him to get that. You look at Rangers' form now, I think if you've got teams like St Mirren, Livingston, Hamilton, Ross County, these teams going up to going to Ibrox, everybody right away, if you, you like a pound on a, on a bet, you'll be going five, six, you know, four, five, six nil to Rangers. It's not been happening like that, but they're very comfortable in what they're doing. They never look like they're really going to lose the game. So it'll be interesting to see how they perform this afternoon. I think the I think obviously like everybody else they'll win it comfortably, and when your team comes in and you see so many changes and you still think wow that's still a real strong side, then you know how uh, good a squad that they've got. I don't think there's any doubt. I think Stephen Gerrard will be delighted with how these games have went. Scoring early, I think that's always the key with these games to score early. The longer it kind of drags on and you're going at half time nil nil. Players get a wee bit anxious I think when you score early And like Rangers did against Livy They score the setting quite quickly Then they can cruise I don't think he cares If it's if it's not 5-0, 6-0 Because I think he'll understand the, the volume of games he's got just now And how he's managing his squad It isn't always going to be the perfect performance And I think if he gets to January And gets the Europa League group stages out the way And then he's solely concentrated on the league And maybe... The, the latter stages uh, The Europa League Where the games aren't Every Thursday Then he can You know Be more picky About his second half is, Mark He's using his squad He's getting everybody Up to match fitness If you look at Celtic For instance How many times Have we heard The Celtic manager Come down saying Well he's not just Up to fitness yet He's still short of fitness He's still off the game A little touch You can't say that About Rangers Nearly every one Of these guys Are up to speed They're all up to fitness The, the Celtic fans Are waiting for that result from Rangers, which allows them to say, "Aha, here they come again! They're going to blow the league for a third season in a row under Stephen Gerrard." So Rangers' priority now that Celtic have attended to their priority, sent for the fire brigade, put out the flames, six-point gap. Rangers' priority is to make it a nine-point gap again by beating Hamilton Ackies and giving the. Celtic and Rangers supporters a fortnight to think about it because of the international break. Therefore, I know for sure that tomorrow's Monday. I absolutely know tomorrow's Monday. Mm. But as I've proved in the past, I don't often know how football matches will turn out. But with every fibre of my being, I believe that Rangers will win today and win convincingly. You're going out early today, yeah? Four oh, nil. tomorrow's Monday. Four nil already. Four oh, nil. Four. Yes. I'll give you ten minutes to think about your prediction. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a perfect, it's a perfect fixture for Stephen Gerrard. And here's the old cliche: without being disrespectful to Hamlin, Hamlin are bottom of the league for a reason. You know, Stephen Gerrard coming and Rangers coming back off that a tough European tie where they should have won a home tie, playing at three o'clock. It's a perfect fixture for him to go and make five changes. And know that he's got a wee bit of scope Probably not to be as perfect As as you'd need to be Most weeks coming back off a European game And I'll sit him down to the ground When you've got guys like Defoe Who, who are not even part 
of the squad for Europe coming in and leading your line. <laughs> you know you've built a strong squad. I think Brendan Rodgers said a couple of years ago that you need three top strikers to challenge in all fronts. I think Rangers, Rangers have got four mm. and Eton still probably prove himself. But when you've got four and all four are contributing with goals, you know, get a, get a real shot at landing silverware. And you're talking about changes. Leon Balogun comes in today. He's played eight times for Rangers and he's yet to see an opposition player score. Ah, see, he, he has yeah. seen Rangers concede by the way Because one went in off Edmondson's face Which was an own goal So you can add, fair enough You can add that to the, the list The one at Fir Park And mm. the 5-1 Yeah um, But that, that's gonna, that just maybe goes some way To summing up well, he's The lack one, of goal scoring chances it, Opponents are getting Yeah He's one that's has come in and, and I think everybody's been impressed with Since he's come in The first game at Pataudry He was only in the door I'm sure a couple of days and I think he endeared himself to the Rangers fans right away with his kind of no-nonsense attitude when he took one off the back of the post, got up and shook it off and played on. But he's been, you know, strong, commanding, doesn't look like there's many mistakes in him. And that was something that was plaguing Rangers centre-halves for a number of years, mistakes in him. Pair that with Golton, how solid he is, that's where you get your amount of clean sheets from. OK, big afternoon of Scottish Premiership action. Game 1 finished, Motherwell 1, Celtic 4. At Fir Park Of course that closes the gap at the top But Rangers now have the chance to respond Taking on Hamilton Ackies at Ibrooks And kick off is next The team with the biggest support In Glasgow and the West This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Full time at Ibrooks Let's see if Andrew McLean can condense this Into a minute match report How did it go? In the stadium, Andrew. I'll try my best. I'll try my best. Rangers 8, Hamilton 0, the full-time score from Ibrook. Stephen Gerrard's men racking up one of the biggest wins in Scottish top-flight history. They kicked things off in the 16th minute with a crazy four-minute flurry. Jermaine Defoe winning the ball back in midfield. He slid the ball through to Ryan Kent, and as he got onto it, he cut it across in the box to Scott Arfield to fire home for 1-0. Less than two minutes later, it was two. James Tavernier's cross from the right-hand side found Kemar Roof, and he headed it into the bottom corner. Then the third came a minute after straight from kickoff, Rangers won the ball back, they worked it up the park and there was Joe Rebo to cut in on his left foot. The shot did deflect past Ryan Fulton but it ended up in the back of the net. Joe Rebo then grabbed his second before the break, Kamar Roof keeping the ball in at the byline. He laid it off to Joe Rebo and his strike was deflected again and ended up in the back of the net for four. After the break, Kamar Roof bagged his second, Jermaine Defoe really should have scored at the back post. His shot came off the post, Kamar Roof was on hand though to tap in from close range. And just after the hour mark, Jermaine Defoe set up substitute uh, Brandon Barker, a tidy finish into the bottom corner to make it six. Hamilton then gave away a penalty when Jermaine Defoe was fouled. James Tavernier stepping up straight down the middle for his 11th of the season. And then he got his 12th minutes later. Kamar Roof shot was saved by Ryan Fulton. James Tavernier was in the box, ready to pounce, and he made it eight. An utterly emphatic performance for Rangers, and to be honest, the scoreline didn't even flatter them today. The full-time score from Ibrooks is Rangers eight, Hamilton nil. Hugh Evans, everyone on this show expected Rangers to win. I'm not sure we had too many eight nils amongst the predictions. Mm. Uh, no, I'm surprised. Uh, I'm trying to figure out whether it was because Rangers were terrific or Hamilton losing an early goal and then two quick goals after that shot themselves in the foot it doesn't matter they, what matters is that Rangers have gone nine points clear uh, they will demand the bragging rights for the next two weeks uh, the Celtic fans will have two weeks to dwell on the nine point gap and whether or not they have the right players and the right management to overcome the nine point gap 
And win 10 in a row Look I think There's somewhere in between with uh, If it's Rangers Magnificent or Hamlin well, it can't, you know, w- When the score gets to that stage It kind of has to be both Doesn't it yeah, It's never yeah. going to be just one of them No But Rangers like, What you've got to give credit to For Rangers Is the way they start the game The way they're scoring early in these games And it just knocks the opposition Right away And it shows like It's going to be a long afternoon And opposition start retreating And spaces and chances open up So they're clinical And they have been clinical all season So you've got to give them huge credit for that It's been another terrific week Only would have been made better If Rangers sought out in Benfica But Steven Gerrard would have taken that result But again Free scoring uh, And another clean sheet to add domestically To the ones that they've already accumulated so far this season Yeah it's been a good day uh, I've got to say For Celtic and Rangers um, but Stephen Gerrard will probably come out delighted with the way everything's gone. He'll just be keeping his fingers crossed now for his players going on international duty, come back okay, and then keep going. Um, you know, five changes today, still a very strong side. Put eight by Hamilton. You can argue that Hamilton are sitting bottom of the league, it doesn't matter. I thought it was a very professional performance. I've sat here before and watched them go uh, ahead against teams of Ross County and Livingston. And then take the foot off the gas today. They didn't do that and they battered it by Hamilton. For Hamilton, dust yourself down and hopefully just try and get on with it. Scott Arfield kicked us off. Kamar Roof got two. Joribo got two. Brandon Barker got one. James Tavernier got two. Could you could you pick a standout performer? Um I thought McLaughlin and goals for Rangers. Behave yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think you've got to give it to Tavernier. See, for a fullback, and I know what assist as well, don't they? Yeah. And some of the balls he plays. Yeah, I, I, I see. I think the, the, the in the stadium they gave it to Tavernier, and I think he deserves it. He's quite like becoming the player of the season so far. I know we're only in November, but when you add up his stats, you know, it, you put together the clean sheets. He's part of a back four. That's kept so many clean sheets The goals The assists The all round play I mean he is a standout player Of the season so far And it's crazy to think Well it's so not crazy to think So Kent now for you Mark? Oh without a doubt Was yeah, that a shadow yeah, of a doubt? Yeah, yeah. yeah But yeah. everybody was talking about how okay, great Let's be honest As good as Rangers have been Kent's been quiet for a couple of weeks yeah, It's I, been I, the, the Tavernier and, and maybe even Goldson and guys like that Really well, coming to the well, fore Well at the beginning of the season Gordon Minot was all talk about Kent And Kent was unplayable And you know They were even talking about England caps And whatever I think Tavernier has been Sensational from the, the first whistle Of the new season yeah, I wouldn't disagree with that. Kent has actually faded from view for me. Uh, you know, he played his part today, but it wasn't an exceptional part. Uh, as I say, it's we're a third of the way through the league now. Rangers are nine points clear, and the Celtic fans don't know whether they've got the right man in charge or not. So we now take a two-week breather, except no one will draw breath. Uh, and we need to see what happens when the, the international break ends and uh, Celtic go to Easter Road under the same pressure mm-hmm. that they went to Motherwell today. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. The floor is yours. Let's hear from you, Rangers fans. How do you feel after that emphatic eight nil win, Hamilton Aki's fans? How do you feel? Is that a real bad reflection on the team and on Brian Rice, or is it one of those things you can? Disregard and move on You tell us Rangers fans How does that set you up Going forward Celtic fans Was it better today How much better Does it make you feel A bit better About where Celtic are at At the moment Motherwell fans 
What more could you have done within the match at Fir Park? All of the above and more. 01419511025. We'll speak to you next. After the action, it's your reaction. 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. Hugh Evans, Mark Wilson, and Gordon DL are in the studio, and they want to hear from you. What did you make of today's football? Latterly, Rangers beating Hamilton Ackies by eight goals to nil. Yes, that's eight. If you're just joining us, goals to nil. Against Hamilton at Ibrox Motherwell 1 Celtic 4 Was the early score line Lots of talking points from that one as well uh, So let us know what you think What's on your mind 01419511025 Quite a lot I would imagine Hugh Yeah uh, the, the question for the Celtic fans is Is it papering over the cracks Or was that indicative of Celtic having turned a corner Again uh, For Rangers fans Three goals lost all season long in the league uh, scoring eight goals today, nine points clear of Celtic. Is this the moment you've waited ten years for? Let's go straight to it, shall we? We'll get to Scott, who's a Hamilton Ackies fan, in just a second. He'll hang on patiently for us while we bring in William in Cumbernauld. An eight nil victory, William. I feel a bit daft asking you if you're happy with that. I'm absolutely gutted. <laughs> <laughs> you were going for ten. No. Absolutely delighted. I think you get to a certain point in any game, you think it's going to be more like you guys were saying tonight. Um, but 8 0 after midweek, you could say we blew it, but in my eyes, whenever we blew it, 3 1 up and then ended up being 3 each. And that's just a, a, a small lapse in my eyes because, as I said before, Rangers this season, they're, they're producing, everybody's invested, absolutely everybody's invested in what Steam is trying to do there. And they know how important this season is. And then they two dumplings went out and they've basically been sin-died. They should take the lead to the Celtic, they just get rid of them. We've not got any place for that. And at the end of the day, this just proves today that everybody is fully committed to what we're trying to achieve as a club. Did you, did you feel, William, that was that result coming, do you think? I mean, Rangers have had these home games where they've been so comfortable, but it's just kind of been you know 2-0. Definitely, it's been coming for a while. It's, they've just never turned the screw, and today they did. Today they did turn the screw And I think there's a few other occasions They could have did the same And it's ended up only 1 or 2 nil. It's been through that 2 nil run We're 2 nil, 2 nil, And it's like It could have been 3, 4, 5 At any given time But Honestly Looking at them now He's, he's, he's highlighted earlier on the show um, As I'd said it it's, it's like At the end of the day Rangers When they play Whether it's Europe Whether it's the league You're expecting them to win there's a thing there now, there's a belief that they guys go out onto that park and you can see it. And I would say, as a Rangers fan and no being bigoted, no being anything, the difference, the biggest difference between Rangers and Celtic at this moment in time, it looks like the players don't want to play for the team, eh, for the manager, sorry. Whereas at Rangers, everybody wants to play for everybody and the manager. And well, I mean, Hugh, we mentioned before the game, five changes. And we also said that you now greet news of five changes with a shrug of the shoulders at Rangers. Yeah. It doesn't seem to matter. And my goodness, that was never uh, more accurate than today. No, for me, as I said at the very outset, it illustrates strength and depth. Uh, whether any Celtic supporters want to come on and question what William said there about certain players at Celtic Park not wanting to play for the manager, they are more than welcome to do so. Uh, today was okay for Celtic. In a forward going sense Okay Four goals And an excellent hat-trick For El Yunusi But that 
uncertainty at the back The fragility that Neil Lennon calls it It was still there It is still there uh, And as Gordon DL has said all day long That is the first thing that has to be sorted out Some players do not look as if they are as committed As others at Celtic uh, But is that amateur psychology? I'll be honest with you Hugh I'd, uh, Everybody's got their own opinion This I don't buy into Players not playing for a manager I don't buy into this uh, Saying The manager's lost the dressing room Because see at the end of the day Doesn't matter who the manager If you're a club of Celtic and Rangers The statue of that club You should be playing For yourself The supporters Everyone Doesn't matter who the manager is uh-huh. Doesn't matter who the manager is You should be out there Have a bit of pride In playing for a club the, the size of Celtic and Rangers Rather than talk about Because he's not playing well Or he's in a half He's not playing for a manager I don't buy the losing the dressing room nonsense Without having to compare the, the two Mark If we limit ourselves to Rangers Just on the back of that game William feels that's a that's the, the hard work all coming together today From a group of guys who are all pulling in the one direction And all contributing And he feels that that was sort of coming If you like that result Oh you can clearly see that I mean a couple of weeks ago we were on here And Rangers won 2-0 Scored early against Livingston And, and we had a caller on complaining You know saying it, You know they wanted more And we kind of laughed it off But the, the belief in the Rangers supporters just now You know is that high and they expect performances like that They believe that they can blow most teams away Domestically Of that standard um, And that is a big word The belief that's oozing out of these Rangers players Any one of them that takes a pitch Is incredible And the confidence they have in each other uh, You know uh, it's, It must be so pleasing for Steven Gerrard To see it gel together mm. But um, yeah, you've got to say Yeah, it was coming up Take away Kilmarnock last week But the home games where they've dominated teams and created plenty of chances and then taken a foot off the gas. I think that was the the performance that Rangers fans wanted to see against teams in the lower half of the table. It's quite tough to pick out individuals, William, when you've scored eight goals. I mean, you could make a, a good case for Kamar Roof because if Morelos was left out today, Roof comes in and scores a couple. Aribo, who's been out injured, he's in and scores a couple... I wonder if the captain might just take the headlines again Another double for him uh, Taking him to a very impressive goal tally for the season Well, I'll be perfectly honest Since every day we was shouting for, for him to be nobody captain And this, that and the next thing He was the standout player for me for the, When we were going through the real worst time of their history, if you like Building ourselves back up He was always a standout guys, And he is actually proving how good he is now He's solely focused in helping Rangers get where they need to go. And anybody that can come on here and say anything else about Tavernier other than he is amazing for his position, his work rate, his goal scoring, albeit it may be penalties, as Mark said earlier, still got to put him in the back of the net, still got to be able to stand there, take that penalty, score that penalty. He went through a spell of missing some. Everybody was calling for him to get taken off him, get dropped and all this nonsense. Some folk don't actually look at the bigger picture this guy. He's so athletic, he doesn't get a break, he's hardly ever injured. That's the type of guy you want in your team. He doesn't want a break, he doesn't want to stop. So for me, having your hands down wins it today, definitely. Yeah, I'm thinking, well, I don't think there's any doubt that, the, you know, the next step is obvious. Rangers want to win silverware, Tavernier's the captain, he, he needs to do that at some point. Do you think he's now won over all the doubters and the Rangers fans? Well, he's got to. Yeah. He's got to have this. The ones that he hasn't won over, if he'd been in an asylum or something, because... If they're not seeing what, I, what the majority of us see now, 
for the majority of have seen and that have stuck by them, then it's, it's just, you're always going to get people that are negative. I mean, after one year, I said about Morelos and he's always sulking and this, and it's phenomenal the amount of goals he scored and never take that away from him. But the biggest difference between the two is, is it, in my eyes, is James Volney gee up. He, Stavonier will play every week and he'll work through it and he, he doesn't care. All he cares about is getting there for the club, getting there for the team. As yeah. I said earlier, fully invested in yeah. what's what lies ahead. I mean, he must have by now, I would imagine. There will always be one, but we used to get calls all the time from Rangers fans. So I'm not, so I'm not even talking about outside. I'm not talking pundits or opposition fans. We had so many Rangers fans on not having James Tavernier. Surely, yeah. surely the the anti Tavernier brigade in the Amongst the Rangers fans Must be 1% Or fewer than that now If that Um, This is the season That he's been dreaming of Uh, He's the captain He's hoping to lead Rangers To what would be The most important League title win uh, In a decade And he wants to win Something for the first time He's been through the, The bad years Five bad years At Rangers and now, not only does he see it as a possibility to win the league, he also will be the man who captains Rangers to that distinction. I'll throw this at you, Hugh. Do you think that having no crowds there has helped Tavernier this season? I, I think in that, my personal opinion, I think it's helped him be, immensely. Bear in mind that, that James Tavernier got into all sorts of bother last season for a programme piece in which he said, if teams get in our faces, we don't respond well to that. And he was pilloried for saying that. And it was the fault of the club for putting it in the match programme. Someone should have had editorial control and said, look, we can't have that in our match programme. But they did, and Tavernier said it, and therefore he believed it. Uh, But this season, with no people there, you're right, Gordon, there's no one to intimidate him Mm -hmm. or any other Rangers player. If they're playing badly... The crowd getting on your back It's not there anymore I just see If I could summarise everything Between Celtic and Rangers at the moment Rangers are in An optimistic world Where Just about everything is going their way On and off the park Celtic are in a troubled world Where the supporters Have fallen out with each other Over Do they have the right man in charge? Thank you very much William In Cumbernauld For kicking us off tonight Scott is a Hamilton fan from Hamilton How would you describe That performance today Scott? Um, well I think it was Absolutely diabolical uh, I think Brian Rice Has literally lost All the fans Due to the team's performance And his performance In the media recently He's been like, Berating the fans Saying that we are The problem Not the team But also that was coming That 8 now was coming St Mirren could have done that to us We're getting teams 4-5 now Leads and then it looks good in us because we're coming back. But they've just stopped playing, and we're just playing poor, poor football. It's time Brian Rice goes, and Buzelin has to go as well, because he was under canning as assistant, and he had no clue then, he still no got a clue. Um, Brian Rice's like, sort of title at the club is head coach, but we don't have a director of football. So how can you be a head coach and do the job of the head coach and the manager? If they want them to be there, they need to put a director of football in. That's the board's fault. That's no Brian's fault. But Brian's just a yes man to that board. I think we didn't start signing experienced players until last week. Look, the window's shut. They've no played for March. What does he expect? 
what, don't know what, what, I don't know where he goes But he needs to go What do you expect Scott When you're playing a Rangers team Who have lost only three goals this season Who are capable of going to Lisbon And taking three off uh, Benfica Albeit that they lost three at the same time what, what, what do you realistically expect When you go to Ibrox today? I was expecting to get beat But I was expecting a better performance of the team There's no fight in that team at all There's nothing given that, that team Hamilton usually flood the defence in the midfield And they're actually bitty They really get stuck in And they get fighting in it We're missing Adari and McKinnon I do get They really get in there Brian Rice is trying to change it to this Sometimes a 4-4-2 wide expansive But we could still have a midfielder in there Actually cutting up play Which we don't have Last year we had Gogic He's doing it for Hibs And he's getting all this praise we still need one of their players to even play this style that Brian Rice is looking for. I think, Scott I, think Scott, Scott, I think your point there, and I know what Hugh's saying about, well, what are you expecting the Rangers? But what I picked up on was your point of saying, well, this was coming. St. Min could have done this to us. You know, never mind Rangers. So it's so obvious that. The 25 goals conceded in the last seven yeah, games, uh, I think it is. Yeah, we said that at the top of the show. Six Sport in the league. Now, do you, cut, do you cut Brian any slack in the fact that. Hamilton are a club well known for producing younger players and giving them the opportunity to or is it all about the performances and the results for you guys? Um, I like the fact that that's their model, bringing in the players, get them good. Look at McCarthy, McCarthy, even Easton, he's back now, but he even done a big move. We are good at what we do, but we also need that experience and we can't sign, like the board have not let them sign any experience until October. We're already way behind everybody else now in the league because we've not actually been able to sign anybody because of it. What do you think um, about today specifically, Scott? How much of that was Rangers being being very good and being a better side and being confident and how much of it was Hamilton's own doing? I think it's been Hamilton's own doing. I know Rangers are a really good team and they're really strong, but we've been playing that way against Aberdeen and Hibs as well. That Rangers just knew that Keep the, the gas on Because it's going to happen Whereas Aberdeen and the Hibs Where We've got to stand off now Because we've got three goals up Or four goals up I think that this has been Our performances Has been the exact same Every week Since this league started We even get beat 3-1 Af Annan I mean League 2 team Beat us 3-1 They've not played so much First game out And they beat us yeah, I mean, it, how it, bad our team is now When you look at just the last three It's 17 conceded mm. In the last three market Um Who's Hamilton's next game, Gordon? Scott, who's Hamilton's next game? Rovers at home in the League Cup and then Dundee United away. Um, then they've got a kind of run of home league games. Uh, Mark, the, the, the problem, if you can call it that, or the interesting thing about Hamilton is we've come to know what Hamilton are. They always survive, but what is that word always? You know, they're not always going to do it. At some no. point, they won't. And every season, to be fair, people say, this is the season. They prove you wrong. Okay, this is the season. They prove you wrong. Maybe this yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Because you look at their squad this season... Uh, uh, and I think Scott makes a, a good point Guys like Gogic Not being there Now Not a glamour name But somebody that did the dirty side of it And it looks like it's been replaced with You know Players that are a, a bit young At this level And when you don't start right in the league And even in the cup Like you mentioned Then it's very difficult to claw back confidence in young players I mean Look at myself I amassed a young squad at Brecon Got off to a bad start Very difficult to claw back that Sort of confidence And you see performances Like you did today So A hard road ahead For Brian Rice But I still don't think You know Managers Should be losing their job At this Early point in the season I think he deserves more time 
To integrate some of the players he's signed Scott and Hamilton will have to leave it there But I'm sure it's one that we'll keep an eye on In the coming weeks Will you give us a call back sometime? Uh, I'll give you a call part in when he's eventually leaves Right <laughs> Right okay We'll see that Scott and Hamilton We will maybe catch up with him soon 01419511025 Mark is a Celtic fan from Cumbernauld uh, Let's bring in Mark How's it going? Hey hi guys How you doing? Uh, hope you've had a good day um, Just um, thought I'd come on I was going to speak about the Celtic game If possible mm-hmm. um, I've got a couple of points um, Obviously I was listening in the radio in the car earlier on and I, I heard, you know, uh, speaking about the recruitment there, um, and I know they've got a question to answer, and it's a question that Neil Lennon probably won't want to answer because you'll end up flinging these players under the bus, and the guys are picking the, or helping them pick the players. Um, just the way I, the way I look at it at the minute, you know, our forms up and down, as everybody can see. We played really well today, but still suspect at set pieces and the discipline that they're given, uh, the players are given. Four of set pieces is putting an immense pressure on our um, defence, really. Um, and we're also chopping and changing defenders left, right, and centre due to injuries and form. And they're just, even though we won 4 1, and I know Hugh's going to say, well, negative, even even negative after a win, but you know, we had a lot of positive things today, but I still feel that we're very, very fragile at the back. And uh, obviously, in a title race, you kind of want to be strong. What do, you do about, what do you do about that, though, Mark? Because Shane Duffy. You know the stories Come in with all the, the attention And all the, the reports About his Financial deal And the, the CV That he brings with him Then he's left out today Christopher Iyer comes in Looks like he's injured again How how do you get that That settled run Is it about leaving Duffy out For a, for a longer period of time? Um, well I, Me personally When we signed him I thought it was great Because the Celtic fans You know you had them on the show And I was one of them Shouting and balling, you know, we've got too many ball playing defenders and we're going to have a big rough and ready guy. And then he comes up, you know, and he's had a bit of a nightmare, to be fair. He's not been the best, but a good, he's been a steady defender in the Premiership. He doesn't turn into a bad player overnight. And I know he's lost a bit of form, but that, I believe that's going to come back down to like coaching as well when the formation Celtic play and possibly the players that play around him. I'm not saying he's totally innocent. You know, um, they brought in a guy who we expected to come in and command the box for the money. They, they're paying him weekly or whatever it is. You know, they, he needed to command his defence and now he's been dropped because possibly his form's on the dip. But the guys he's had around about him, to be fair, you know, his defensive midfielders and his, and his full-backs at, at times have left him on his own. Um, and I and I, I feel for him a wee bit because his form's just mm. went completely the window and I don't know if he'll ever be able to make it back now. Mark... Really. I'm not going to accuse you of negativity at all Because uh, If Celtic don't win 10 in a row And if Celtic don't win the quadruple treble By beating Hearts in the Scottish Cup final in December uh, It'll be because of the dodgy defending That has gone on Since the start of the season Uh, And I'm not sure that Celtic At the moment have the personnel uh, At the back Who can stop that The inconsistency is unbelievable you know, to go from losing four goals to Sparta Prague on Thursday uh, to scoring four today, that's understandable in the forward going sense, El Yanusi, uh, and everything that went on middle to front. But at the back, Celtic lost four on Thursday and they could just as easily have lost four today as well. They were all over the place at times. And therefore, I'm not accusing you of negativity because that problem at the back. Liam Boyce at Hearts must be very keen to get Celtic on the 20th of December, Stephen Naismith. The problem at the back 
The, the controversy over the goalkeeper That's not going away That problem Duffy's problems are not going away And this uh, uh, fragility that Neil Lennon always speaks of Is not going away either So I'm not accusing you of negativity I think you're right That said Mark I know that there is a, there's a bigger picture And then there's a snapshot from today Celtic weren't brilliant from start to finish But you go to Fir Park and you win a game 4-1 It's that's, that's a comfortable outcome And I know Hugh yeah. mentioned you know, They could have conceded more But I think Neil Lennon's probably Want to limit himself at the moment to what's actually happening rather than what could have. Exactly. Uh, you know, I think he he wants to get away with what might have happened. Uh, get away from that. And I said there on the show, I've went to Fir Park before, been battered, lost games, came away and scraped to one. You know, you've got to give Celtic credit in the way that they've come out of the week. Um, a very disappointing four or five days. Um, in terms of European performance and result But they've come out with a 4-1 win A hat-trick for El Yanusi, A guy who was getting slaughtered um, For for being on the phone So Neil Lennon will assess all things I think he'll be glad I said it earlier on the show That there's an international break That he can sit back Take stock of things Get everybody hopefully back From international f- football fully fit And the ones who remain behind I don't think they'll get much time off I think it's a perfect opportunity to actually work in some things with the personnel who remain at Lennox Town. Mark, a pleasure. Hopefully you'll call us back sometime soon. That was Mark in Cumbernauld, 0141 951 What did you make of today's football? We're going to start hearing from today's managers next. The games are over. The talking begins. 0141 951 Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. Gordon DL, Mark Wilson and Hugh Keevans here to take your calls on another busy day of Scottish football Motherwell 1 Celtic 4 kicked us off in Lanarkshire and then it was over to Rangers to run in just the 8 against Hamilton Ackies Rangers 8 Hamilton Ackies 0 uh, if you're interested in the big game down south at half time it's Man City 1 Liverpool 1 and if you thought 2020 was strange and this weekend was strange well another sign that things aren't quite right Kevin De Bruyne just before half time missed a penalty and didn't even hit the target Hugh Keevans I know Wonderful like player him. that he is Yeah, very exciting match though uh, Don't know what he was thinking Just <laughs> came up and didn't look comfortable at all and Dragged it well wide in the end It was a dreadful penalty, you have to say But I think we've got enough talking points North of the border to concern ourselves Between now and 8 o'clock 01419511025 Stephen Gerrard's just going through His post-match media duties So stay right there and I'll bring you exactly What he had to say following that game Against Hamilton Let's bring in Tam Who's a Rangers fan from Barhead? How's it going, Tam? How you doing, guys? All right. Yeah, not bad at all. How happy are you after that? I just want to. Well, I just think that today, after today's performance, I know it's only Hamilton, but we've beat every team um, this season so far, undefeated. Not scored. Actually, I think we've conceded two goals. Is that right? I think it is two goals against Hibs. Am I right? Three goals in total. So, the three goals uh-huh. against Hibs was it? Uh, one well, one against think, Motherwell Three right, overall You're okay. fine On you go well, well I just think that After today's performance That we all I think we'll, 55 is coming home That's all I can say The boy Zungu What a player he is by the way His crossing from Midderat Park Up front Was something else I've got, I've got to say I've got to say On your man uh, 
I know that people can look and say, well, the game's finished, he's come on against Hamill. He looked very composed, he looked, he looked very confident. His first, we were saying, we looked at his first touch of the ball. Instead of making it nice and simple, five-yard pass, he takes out his feet, hits it 60 yards right onto the, 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 the foot. I think it was Tavernier or Kent. Kent, I think, yeah. Kent. Uh, so he got off to a great start. It was just a, an all-round good day for Rangers. I look at Rangers just now, and the form they're in, and I think, right, where are they going to drop points? Because clean sheets are, are very good. They're scoring goals for fun. They're rotating four and five players and don't look out of place. And you look at Ibrox and think, who's going to go to Ibrox and beat them just now? Mm. You wouldn't fancy him, do That's why I say Rangers live in a nice, uncomplicated, settled world uh, where the football team means that you have no problems on the park or off it and no fan controversies. Whereas at Celtic, it's a different story and they're not entirely settled yet. Uh, just because someone will pull me up on it, Mark, I don't think it's accurate to say that Rangers have beaten everyone because they've not beaten Hibs yet. That that would be the one that jumps out. But again, that's that's just to, to keep us right. You certainly can't argue with the form this season. No. Well, I mean, particularly when you compare it to what the Rangers fans have been seeing in previous years, where... Teams like Hamilton have came and took points off them at crucial times of the season. You know, it's not just losing Celtic games or winning Celtic games, should I say, that will win your title. You need to beat the rest. And so far up until now, there's been very few black marks on Rangers' performances this season. You know, the one at Easter Road, I mean, if you're picky, you can go back and say, I mean, weren't at the best and they concede some goals. And But apart from that, I mean, everything... Steven Gerrard has probably asked for He's got this season So very few complaints Rangers fans Liv- can have I mean, Hugh, it's, it's, pr- it's pretty much bang on 8 months yeah. Since Hamilton went to Ibrox And won 1-0 uh-huh. 8 months How many of those months did we not even have football for? So you take that into account The difference in Rangers Over that period is Remarkable is it not? Yeah When you go back to uh, The lockdown In March Celtic were due at Ibrox They were in terrific form Rangers were in horrible form if Celtic had won that day, been 16 points clear of Rangers, if the the coronavirus had never struck, you wonder if Steven Gerrard would still be the Rangers manager. However, the world changed and we all came back. We re-emerged from lockdown and football started again. And since then, the biggest season of all for Celtic has been one problem, one complication after another. And now the fans are arguing with each other over Neil Lennon whether he is or is not the right man to take them forward and they go from terrible results like Sparta Prague to scoring four goals today but still Mm. looking unconvincing at the back it's just been a for Celtic a troubled season and for Rangers an untroubled Mm. season Tam pretty tough to get a real assessment on it because Rangers were so comfortable and it was the the perfect conditions to come on in but do you think we might See a bit more of Zungu going forward. I I think we will, guys. Definitely, he just his passing is just as I said, top notch. Middle apart, up front, different wings is just as I said, his passing is just something else. I think players are going to be scared to play against him. That's just my opinion. Maybe maybe Tam's right, Hugh. It was it was a nice environment to walk into. I'm not saying yeah. Tam's wrong, but we'd probably need to wait until he's I, tested a bit more. I said to you, uh, Gordon, just before the game started, when the, the 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 teams came on the screen, you could have taken the Rangers bench in its entirety and taken 
The players originally chosen off the park And put the whole bench on And it would have made little or no difference That's how strong Rangers are That is the strength and depth that they possess And at the moment Celtic have to uh, deal with that back five problem The goalkeeping situation is up in the air Duffy up in the air uh, Julien long term injury Ayer could be out for a while again Having had his injury problem today And Celtic are still dealing mm. with that problem Good middle to front At the back Problems um, Barry's on Twitter says Dominant display by Rangers today Someone was due to be in the end of a result like that Shame we have to stop for two weeks For the international break Mikey says Interesting fact Not only did Hamilton not have a shot on target today they didn't actually have a single shot mm. at all uh, this afternoon. I think it obviously was pretty dominant, Mark. But yeah, that would be the other conclusion or the, the other factor that you might look at would be Rangers' strength and depth. We've mentioned it. Five changes. Yeah. Zungu's on for a debut. Bassi's able to get a half of football. John McLaughlin, who's obviously a spectator, comes in. Well, it's a huge part of the game, the squad rotation. And especially when you've got the volume of games that Rangers have got, you know, and you take into consideration all competitions and European games and travelling, you can't just do it with 11 players. Um, and Rangers went through a period where they had probably their 11, and then if they were bringing one or two off the bench, you could maybe get away with it. But other than that, you would say their bench wasn't strong enough. Hugh's totally right You looked at that bench today And any one of them could have played You had Zunga on it now To a midfield That's got an embarrassment of riches For the three that they play It's an incredible luxury for Steven Gerrard To have And just in the point about the international week You know sometimes you get these results And you go oh, We just want to keep playing I think Rangers will be quite glad of the rest as well Because the games have been You know Sunday, Thursday you know, pressure constantly on them. It's nice to go away after an eight 0 victory and put the feet up for a wee bit and just relax and then get back into things ten days time. Yeah, it was a very impressive performance, a really strong win, uh, another clean sheet. And um, the thing that pleased me the most was the, the standards we maintained from start to finish. You know, I've been onto these players and probably onto them too much about keeping the standards always, no matter what stage the game's at. And uh, it pleased me at half time that we. We carried on looking to score goals and, and trying to win even more emphatically. The pleasing thing today was we were very clinical. We suffocated Hamilton from start to finish. We stayed on them. We never let them. We never took took our foot off the gas. And um, you can see the quality throughout the squad. I made five changes today and brought five subs on. And um, it didn't affect our level of performance. That's the most pleasing thing for me. Well, look, we're not at a stage yet where we can play with ego at any in any game or at any stage. We we're trying to become a winning team and a successful team. So uh, we're in no position to um, disrespect any opponent or any team. Um, it's about Rangers trying to be strong for as long and as we can and, and consistent as we can. So, you know, teams are setting us challenges and teams are setting us setting us different challenges. Uh, some are coming into a low block and narrow, so we know that they're going to give the sides up, so we have to utilise the sides. Some teams are coming to press us a bit. Hamilton sent two up to, to get after us today, so we knew there was going to be space over, so we utilised going over, but we have to have variety in our game because, especially here at Ibrox, people are going to set us different challenges and we need to find the answers. In the past, we haven't had the answers or the personnel to solve the problems. Um, We've got better options and better tools in our armory now to find the answers. And there is the crux to the matter. In the past, they didn't mm. have the personnel. 
This time, Mark and I are in agreement. You could have taken the entire bench, taken off the almost the entire outfield that you'd originally chosen, and it wouldn't have made mm. any difference. You could have swapped them. They're interchangeable. There seems to be a real awareness, Mark, as well of what the challenges are and, and how Rangers handle it. They seem very comfortable. Yeah, I think that's impressive. You know, when Rangers fans hear their manager come out and, you know, he's not recycling the, the mm. same performance. They're actually piecing things together. He understands that Hamilton were two up, so they needed to go along. You know, so it's, mo- it's more than just having a better team than it. Because we know that, oh, that Celtic that, and Rangers I've, have got better players, but course, there's more to it than there's that. There's more to it than that. I mean, for fans to sit at home and just think that these managers just pick 11 players, the best 11 players, and hope to do the job, that's not football. They need to come up with ways of winning games. Steven Gerrard and his coaching team have have approached every game probably differently this season. And look at the results they're getting. The results, are, the work in the training pitch is paying off. And it must be so pleasing to see when they put a plan into place and they've got the personnel and the players to carry it out. It all comes together. They find themselves top of the league and unbeaten this season. Let's bring in Hayden, who's a Motherwell fan from Paisley. How's it going, Hayden? Hi, guys. How you doing? Not bad at all. What did you make of that earlier? Oh, yeah, I was, I was disappointing, to be honest with you. Um I just wanted to pick up. I was listening to the show earlier on there and then I was just catching up on the show from last night. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a point I wanted to make was that, you know, a, a lot of you guys, I don't mean obviously the guys in the show in general, but a lot of people say, you know, it's a difficult place to go. It's a difficult place to go. Mark Wilson said it last night. Um, and I, I just don't think it is a difficult place for them to come anymore and it's getting pretty annoying. I mean, the last time we bet Rangers in the league, I think, was in was it 2002 when McFadden scored and I think the last time we beat Celtic was at Parkhead in 2015. It just seems to be every time they come to every time they come to play the old firm, the, the team freezes. I know there's been a few draws, but I just don't really know what's going wrong I think, there. I think that's a, a growing trend within Scottish football. It's not just Motherwell, Celtic and Rangers, even Celtic with their fans upset with the progress of the team this season. Celtic and Rangers have just left everybody behind. Um, you know, you, you get the occasional. Upset three three Pataudry when uh, Celtic go there, um, but I, I don't think it's uh, confined to Motherwell. You know, you talk about Aberdeen, who would be everyone's idea of the third biggest club in the Premiership. Thirty five years since they won the title. Thirty years since they won the Scottish Cup. Six years since they won the League Cup. Hmm. So the, the that, thing is, you, I, 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 I know what you're saying, but I disagree. I think it was for Celtic today. A difficult place to go under the circumstances that if Celtic had dropped anything today, I think a lot of people would be calling, f- and some people are calling for Neil Lennon's job, but it'd have been worse. I just thought that uh, Motherwell, I thought they played well second half. Mm. I really did. I think that at 2 1, they let their guard down, and when you do that, you've got the quality Celtic that can pick you off, and the third one kills the game. But I thought Motherwell played second half, particularly played well. Um, so I think under circumstances today And I know uh, what the caller's saying I just thought it was a difficult place For Celtic to go to But all credit to them They got the job and they got the 4-1 victory So you're not satisfied today Hayden You didn't think fo- I think Stephen Robinson We're going to hear from him um, Various people around the game Thought maybe Mother were hard done by To lose the game 4-1 You don't go along with that yeah, I mean, I don't think we played that badly. I mean, it was a bit slack, slack defending for the first two. I would say. I mean, it, it just seemed to be they were. I don't know. They were a wee bit tentative when they sort of started the game. Um, 
I suppose we didn't do that bad, but it's just, I don't know, it's just seems to be, what, what do we need to do to try and get a win against these I guys? Think, I, mean, I think Neil Lennon would have looked to that fixture today uh, uh, and everything that's went on in the past could week or 10 days one. would have picked a different ground yeah. to go to if he had a choice. He, he would have picked a St Johnson or a Ross County or H- somewhere Hayden's, like that. Hayden's saying why though. That, that's Hayden's why point. Hayden's saying why because Mother won't, won't beat you there. They don't beat but Celtic well, there is what he's saying. I, I think you need to take into consideration Motherwell's form uh, as well. You know, I've said before I've been there I've played there Plenty of times With United and Celtic And I know how hard it is For players to go You need to be On your game When you're a Celtic player Going to Motherwell And Some places You can get away With being less than 100% mm-hmm. I'll be honest I don't think Motherwell's One of the places Especially when They racked up a, a few wins And they were looking dangerous Themselves So You know I thought Motherwell After half time Were in a game And made a very good game Yeah to and be, it could have ended differently To be to be fair Hayden Going into today The last six games at Fir Park The last six meetings Have been three wins For Celtic And three draws It's worth bearing in mind Is it not That Celtic win the vast Vast majority Of their matches So even though It's only draws Is that not enough To make it A difficult place to go In comparison to all the other places That Celtic go I suppose, yeah, I know, I know what you mean. Um, cause I suppose there's been a few, obviously, the, the four each game a few years ago with Brendan Rodgers and uh, the game last season, the three each game. There's been some exciting games, but it just seems to be that, I don't know, I don't know if our defenders just seem to kind of bottle it and get a bit starstruck with some of their players. But I just want to, uh, Mark, sorry, I'm not mean to pull you up because I know I'm referencing what you said last night as well, but you're, you're saying that Neil Lennon would potentially rather go to a Ross County or a McDermott Park. Well, I would disagree with that because, I mean, you can't, Base that on form Like I mean I think St Johnson have bet Celtic More recently Than mm. Murrow have maybe, And Ross County Maybe They've beaten them More recently I couldn't be sure But Celtic's record At McDermott Park's yeah, Better score, than the record four, At, at Fir Park uh, yeah, I would imagine things, um, Anyway Um does Hayden have a point though Defensively Gordon How much did Muddle Shoot themselves in the foot Particularly the first goal Because that's always The crucial one isn't it Well if you're going to get Anything off of Celtic Simple You've got to hope They have a bad day You're on top of your game um, If you give them Cheap goals And Look It was a mistake For the first goal And Celtic really needed That first goal today Especially going to Celtic Park With the pressure That was coming on them And that That gives them such a lift And Motherwell Contributed to that it was a bad mistake And the minute you give them a bad mistake Against quality players They usually punish you That's what happened But you're looking at Aidan I, I was quite pleased with Marlowe's performance today They had a lot of players Like say the centre back O'Hara was playing centre back He's a midfield player as well Up against the quality Celtic Celtic really A lot of people in Motherwell I was speaking to earlier Were saying that Oh, we'll get the rap for Celtic after Thursday night. This is going to be a real truncheon. Celtic will come with their tails up and really have a go. I thought second half, Motherwell two when they go on two one. I thought that they just they were guilty of what most clubs do. They let their guard down a wee bit. They get a little bit gallus, and Celtic just up to gears a little touch and won the game. I don't think the result reflected the performance. Um, you know, the the scoreline suggests we got absolutely battered. I don't think that's the case at all. We had numerous opportunities, probably the most opportunities we've had against Celtic, and you know we didn't take them. And if you don't take them, you get punished by the the quality they have. You know they they took their chances. We didn't uh, at two one. I think we're in total control of the game, and then for the second and third goal, uh, you know it's individual error for for both goals. You know you don't have to work for either of them. Um, 
and if you do that against a, a team in that calibre, you get punished. And we did for them individual errors. The first one, Pauly gives a ball away in an area, um, but that's my fault because I want the boys to be brave on the ball. So if you want them to be brave on the ball, you can't hammer them every time they, they give the ball away. But the, the second and third goal, are the errors are, are, are poor and we got punished for them. But there's a lot of positives in terms of our play against the... Let's make no mistake, I know you guys have built it up as, as a team that's not a good team, they're an excellent team, they've got very good footballers and they punished us when they got their chances, they took them. We didn't. We were poor against Rangers, really poor. Um, and today, as you say, for large periods, but we scored and then three minutes later, you give a goal away when we look like we're starting to dominate possession and, and create more and more chances. But Lange's a great chance, you know, Tony's a half chance. We've got a penalty appeal with two cleared off the line in a scramble. There's a lot of positives out of this group of games and, and we go into the next group after the national break with a lot of positivity. Andy's in Edinburgh. He wants to compare Shane Duffy and Connor Goldson. We'll hear his call next. After they play, you have your say. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. We're into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans, Mark Wilson, Gordon Deal are here and Andy joins us on the line from Edinburgh. How's it going, Andy? Aye, good guys, I uh, hope you're all well Yeah, can't complain, what's your point tonight? Uh, right, so I'm just going to talk about uh, Shane Duffy, Conor Goldson right? Obviously both of them have came up to Brighton uh, to, to both sides of the old firm um, Brighton are normally You know, defending for their lives So how hard does the mentality switch For defending for your life To playing for the old firm when, You know, I wouldn't just say You're going to have too much time on your hands But Obviously, the mentality changes when you're, you're going to win most games. So, how? Uh, I think maybe the question would be to Mark, because obviously he, he, he went for Dundee United to Celtic. How hard does that switch? Uh, listen, I think it's a totally different game, if I'm honest. No, in European games, when you're up against it a bit more, um, you obviously have to defend your box a wee bit more. But, you know, when you play for Celtic or Rangers, plenty more time in the ball, you, you find you're being judged probably in possession. Um, more than you've ever done You maybe tend to get a wee bit slack Because you think you're on easy street um, It's a totally different ball game And I think that's the, the difference I think I think Conor Goldson was guilty of it When he first came I think he's learned his lesson mm. I think he looks solid now I think Shane Duffy yeah, has absolutely. fell into the same trap It's an interesting comparison Andy Because in terms of their Brighton careers And, and what they've done previously I don't I don't think anyone would argue. You know, Shane Duffy's CV is the one that would that would stand out. He played 130 times for Brighton. Connor Goldson managed 42 appearances, I think it was. Uh, but 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 as but as things stand at the moment, uh, you're right. I mean, you you would you would have Connor Goldson as the one who looks more settled up here, wouldn't you? Well, I, 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 honestly, I've been his biggest critic as a Rangers supporter uh, for for two years. But I just think he's done, his, his mentality. You can see that it's changed now. Yeah, and, and obviously it's took that sort of two and a half year sort of period whereas now I think this season Conor Goldson has been unbelievable you know in terms of like two two seasons ago when he first come in Rangers were, were terrible at the back but he just seems to get it now whereas I think with Shane Duffy he's come up and obviously it's their holy grail 10 in a row I just think it's But I don't think you working. can Make the comparison Because it, by your own admission It's taken Conor Goldson Two and a half years To get to this point uh, Shane Duffy's been here Since uh, August You know so I don't think you can make A direct comparison 
What I'm about as close as you'll get though. I mean, you're comparing two players who've come from the same club into yeah, this city. Yeah, but Andy has allowed him two and a half years well, to is, develop. Is that is that not the problem then, or the the difficult situation Celtic find themselves in? Because when you are when you're number when you're chasing, if you like, in your Rangers, yeah. you, you get that time. You know fine well Shane Duffy can't wait Two and a half years To find form Shane Duffy is now A real concern For Neil Lennon Because he's come up here From the English Premiership The Celtic fans Adopted him straight away Because He said uh, Of his background in Ireland That he was born And raised Celtic supporter His father took him To Celtic Park And the, the fans Adored him Before he had put The jersey on Then you go Fast forward For three months and he's struggling. There's no other word to describe it. He is struggling. And Neil Lennon left him out. He's he's used the, the, the care of duty, or duty of care rather, and he's spoken about fatigue and what have you. But I think he took Shane Duffy out of the firing line. And now he may have to bring him back in because Ayer is injured again. Julian is still long-term injury. And when Celtic resume... Is, is there not a hope that after the international break Julian might be there or thereabouts? Well, we'll, we'll see how that one resolves itself But uh, Sparta Prague away in the Europa League Away And they've just scored four goals at Celtic Park And then Hibs away in the, the, the league So Shane Duffy is going to have to come back Get over the fact that he was left out by Neil Lennon Get over the fact that he has been struggling in Scottish football and he's simply going to have to come good or or else. Hibs first, then Sparta Prague. Yeah. Um Gordon, what have you made of of Connor Goldson's improvement? Oh yeah, I totally agree. Um like Tavernier, we had callers on here saying, you know, he's Steven Gerrard's pet, he plays every single game. Why? He's not good enough and he should be dropped for the team. He's another one that I think has, you know, um Got the advantage of the fact mm. that there's no supporters in the club Do you wonder uh, in, the, the, I, I, in the stadium. I wonder if that's an an easy thing to throw out there or convenient no, one easy. because we'll it's never we'll never really know. No, but you know, are you taking a bit away? Is that perhaps not giving guys the credit they deserve for actually just look, improving? I'm taking nothing away from the way Tavernier's playing. I'm taking nothing away from the way Connor Golson's playing. I'm saying that sometimes a little bit of help um, like that could be to their advantage. Now, we, we, you're right, Gordon, we can never prove it. All we can say is the way they're playing. They're playing terrifically well. It has taken Conor Golson a couple of years to settle in, to be, a, I would probably say, a fan's favourite now. Rangers supporters appreciate him and now realise what, what Steven Gerrard's seen in him. But who's right? You've got Shane Duffy up here. Shane Duffy isn't up here for two years. Shane Duffy's up here for one reason, one reason only. I think mm. he's a major worry to Neil Lennon. Andy, what did you make of the eight nil today? No, oh, absolutely delighted. Honestly, I, I was hoping for the ten. Obviously, it's ten in a row season for them, and if we'd have got the ten today, it might have been a wee joke in there for something. But no, absolutely happy, happy Rangers man today. Brilliant. I can imagine. On the flip side, though, a very unhappy Brian Rice at full time. Well, it can only get better, you know. So that's a positive thing. It can only get better. We can only get stronger. We can only get more aggressive. We can only get more determined. Any word you want me to use, courageous. For every setback and disaster, you know, you've got to learn from it. You've got to look to improve, and that's something we'll need to do quickly. You sit back and let the Rangers come at you and good teams come at you, and if they score in the first four or five minutes, your game plan's right out the window. Or you go and say, well, you know, give some up the other end of the pitch. 
It's not, not because we went with two strikers that we lost today, it's because we couldn't defend. Because we made basic mistakes and we lost three goals in four minutes. You know, the first, goals, first goal kills us. It's a stupid goal. But that's been the story. I don't like using excuses for anything. But we stu I struggled to put a pit, uh, fit team on the pitch today. You know, Brian Easton's no place since March. You know, two or three boys have had COVID, had to play, been battered with COVID, battered with injuries. Really, really difficult coming here today. But we need to do better than that. I'll always have sympathy for Hamilton Hughes because oh. it's a mismatch when you look yeah. at what they've got and what Rangers have got. It's a mismatch. Absolutely. But, but I'm not sure the Aki's fans who are frustrated this afternoon will feel any better by hearing, oh, well, you know, at least that's, at least things can only get better. That football just does. It's hard to, to, to swallow that as a football fan Well you said it yourself earlier Gordon Their season will not be defined by games against Rangers uh, Their battle is with St Mirren and Livingston The two teams directly above them Because it looks like a three corner fight uh, To stay up So Brian had better hope he gets lucky With regard to Covid-19 because that's going to play a part in the season Well Hugh can you believe it Six hours over just like yeah. that More than six hours It's been quite the day How do you look back on it all? I look back on El Yunusi getting caught on his phone And creating a controversy But today El Yunusi was too mobile For Motherwell And his hat-trick got Celtic off To a magnificent start to the day Is it good enough for the fans? Some say yes, some say no What's undeniable Rangers are nine points clear They've scored eight goals Everything in their garden is rosy The chart show's up next So stay right there As for the football We're back at six o'clock tomorrow The big games come thick and fast We're going to look back On all of the weekend's big talking points And then We're going to start turning our attentions to Thursday What a massive game for Scotland In Serbia But that's at six o'clock tomorrow With Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray So we'll see you then In the meantime Stay right there Enjoy the chart show